Orale. What's up, homies? Welcome to the Chino and Homeboy podcast. I keep forgetting to remind you, homies, that this is not the whole zoo episode. However, we've got a bona fide MD as Dr. Manhattan joins us once again, and we talk about the Omicron surge. So you don't want to miss this one. <laughs> Say yo homeboy. Wow. I say yo homeboy. Oh, hold on. I forgot to turn my camera on here. <laughs> wow. Push that motherfucking button. All right, hold on a second. I need I need to I need to actually put a button here to push. Okay. Yes, you should. Maybe. Oh look, it broke my arm. Is there a doctor <laughs> in the house? <laughs> well, it just so happens we have Dr. Manhattan on. So, so, so. all right. Orale, what's up, homies? It's the Chino and Homeboy Podcast. Welcome to the Chino and Homeboy Podcast with us today. Is hey Jones, as always. Yo, yo. <laughs> uh Chino El Cochino Gambino. Konnichiwa, bitches. And our resident MD, you know, because Joe Rogan has one. I got to have one. <laughs> what up? Sorry about that. Because Joe Rogan has a has an MD on call. We got one too. Dr. Manhattan, say what's up. Dr. Manhattan, checking in. That's right. The immortal Dr. Manhattan. Uh, so we're going to start off. We're no foreplay, you know, just going to just just shove it in right now. <laughs> Doc, not even an Aussie charm, huh? Yeah, nope, not even an Aussie charm. So, Doc, uh, how many, how, how, how many, how many uh, medical workers at the hospital you work at have quit because they're just burnt the fuck out? Um, we really haven't had a lot of people quit from that. I think we're kind of built for that. I think probably have more people quit uh, for refusing to get vaccinated has really been the issue. <laughs> oh but, shit. Yeah, the, the vaccination requirement is uh, is kind of a sore, sticky topic, man. People people don't want to get vaccinated. So, you know, if they are of, you know, in a situation where they can find something else to do or other work, you know, they'll quit. Um, so, you know, it's kind of been kind of difficult in that regard. But nobody now, really quit. Now, what what that what is their logic behind not getting vaccinated? I mean, they are medical professionals who uh, all across the board. Yeah, well, who who essentially like uh, they they vaccinate babies on the regular, don't they? Uh, yeah, but it goes from practical all the way to irrational. So it goes all the way from, hey, you know, it's my body. I don't want anyone to tell me what to do with my body, um, you know, or I have some medical condition that I think would be made worse by getting the vaccine. To you know, the vaccine is a tracking device the government's going to use to track me, or it's gonna, <laughs> you know, it's it's designed to kill me or something, you know, like. You know, so it goes from logical to illogical. This is what I've been telling people. There's nuts everywhere. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, I, like 
you know, it's like a friend of mine. He's like, oh, my wife's a nurse. This and that and that and this. And I'm like, she might be on the spectrum. Well, unfortunately, rumors spread and carry more weight a lot of time than facts. So really, a lot of times you'll believe what you heard from somebody you trust than you would from like an official, you know, yeah. sort government or the news or whatever. It's that yeah, well, confirmation bias. Well, what I've noticed is that, <clears throat> one, the White House has flip-flopped, right? Uh, well, at least the president has got on, got online and said some things, and then they're not true. Um, in the White House, really, the CDC is kind of give given like really kind of mixed messaging. I think. Yeah, that too. And, and 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 you know when I when I talk to my friend, that's what I've been telling him. Like the media and the CDC, like the CDC, I feel is getting pushed by government because they need to keep the economy flowing, trying to make these rules softer and harder. And then the moment you know, because we had this in California, they relaxed the rules, and then a few weeks later we have a surge. Then well, that's they, pretty, that's then pretty they come back up with more rules and then they reduce them again. And then we have a surge yeah. and it's just yeah, back and the, forth, back and forth. Yeah, that's been the pattern, right? I mean, it's like, as soon as the numbers start to dip a little bit, then you relax the precautions and then they go back up and then you put the, rec- you know, so it just kind of yeah. goes back and forth and it's, you know, but I don't think we really have an appetite as a nation though to really do what needs to be done to get rid of this thing i think we want to kind of do these half measures because they're less painful but it just yeah. prolongs the thing and you know as opposed to just getting it done yeah i think but that. but with what i feel like this this ends up sowing um you know dumb thoughts into people's heads you know it gets it gets in their head that the cdc doesn't know what the fuck they're doing or anybody knows what they're fucking doing you know or they feel like they're being lied to or manipulating some capacity and then they don't want to take then they don't trust the virus. So yeah. like right now they have this uh, carditis uh, issue where they claim like the uh, Moderna virus, I mean, not virus, the Moderna um, vaccination is giving, um, can give kids uh, a mild case of carditis. I think it said, they said, um, but it's like you got 1200 cases out of the millions that you've already vaccinated so yeah. that's under a one percentile and it ain't killed none of them like exactly. you know it's a, it's a treatable uh situation right so it's a, a rare side effect and people are probably like see see i told you this shit was gonna kill you it was like didn't kill nobody well doc why don't you tell us a little bit about that myocarditis that uh, the the people seem to be afraid of um it's basically heart inflammation so it's you know the you know, it basically can cause inflammation of your, of your heart muscle, causes pain, chest pain, typically, you know, it can lead to more serious complications. But, you know, as far as being associated with the virus, I mean, the incidence is pretty low. I mean, it's, it's not like, been. Fa- yeah, that's what it, it could like, be. You just well, had this shit. Yeah, I mean, the, the likelihood that you're going to die from myocarditis related to the virus to the vaccine is, is pretty low. The, the likelihood that you could die from the virus itself is, is so much more significant that, it, you know, it really doesn't. It's not something that I would you know be at the forefront of my mind as far as worrying or be like, ooh, I don't you know, I mean, of course, nobody wants to get it. But it's probably the least of your worries, I think, comparatively. Yeah. Uh, hold up, hold up. Hold up. Before you continue, uh, uh, before you, I, I'm going to I'm gonna let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> Let me let me walk your dog just for a quick second. Uh, so 
uh, just out of curiosity, and only because we got to mention Joe Rogan's name so we could put him in like in the SEO. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, how many of Joe Rogan's fans do you come across calling you like, you know, you're saying that you're, you're lying or, or this, or that, or just giving you like, like gut? Um, I don't really come across anybody giving me any type of uh, static. I mean, because honestly, when you by the time you see me, I mean, you're in pretty rough shape. So you are fearful right. that you die or something like that. So usually when I see people, they're not in an arguing state of mind. I mean, usually at that point, they're usually either true believers or they may not be, but they are, but but they can't deny the reality that they're, you know, in the ICU or in the, you know, in the hospital and they don't feel well. I mean, like at some point it becomes evident that yeah, you're dying or you got something that's really <laughs> jacked up. And mm-hmm. at that point, most people don't argue. But I would say in general, people don't argue. It's really kind of more of like a don't ask, don't tell type of thing. Like I don't really get into the whole like politics or trying to argue with you. Most patients don't really want to argue. So we, we just don't. I mean, I ask, you know, as a matter of course, like, have you been vaccinated or this, that and the other? I try to encourage when I can, but I don't really get in there and just try to fight people or argue with them or anything like that. Because really not, you know, it's not it's not what they're there for. It's not what I'm there for. I'm, you know, to help you get better. But I do mention it as a matter of routine. And, you know, it's kind of one of those things where you try to, you know, give people breadcrumbs and, you know, light a candle for them as opposed to cursing them to the darkness. So I, my thing is, you know, once you kind of recognize what's going on and your eyes are open, then maybe we try to start a conversation about getting vaccinated and all that kind of stuff. But usually when they come to see me, it's pretty evident what's going on and they're not really like, you know, trying to deny it. But I, But granted, I will say the hardcore, like, anti-vax people those people usually don't show up at hospitals anyway that's the person who's dying at home <laughs> right with, you know animal uh you know ivermectin and stuff man right you're, you're better man than me because dr <laughs> jones will be there like you didn't take that vaccine did you huh you want that shit now don't you <laughs> right don't you yeah don't exactly. cough it out cough it out Say yeah it. if that was yeah, when if that up, was though. If that was Dr. Chino, I'd have been like, man, if you, if you weren't on some fuck shit, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. <laughs> but you know what, though? I would say more so than anything you can say, it's so painfully obvious. You know, by the time I see them, it's so painfully obvious that, you know, you made the wrong choice that, you know, you don't really have to say anything because it's obvious. It's like, yeah, right. you... You, you, your mom, your wife has it as well. She's at home, and here you are, on, you know, forty liters a minute per oxygen, and you know, dying. Mm-hmm. And wife's at home, you know. Yeah. 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 Well, question: How many? How many people are are coming to the hospital um, ill that have been vaccinated? Um, there's been a few, but it's been night and day as far as how sick people are. So, I mean, I've had like patients who are like extremely elderly, like in their 80s and 90s, had strokes. They can't talk. They're like, they don't communicate. They're bed bound. You know, they're like total care who tested positive and they'll come in and they might have a cough or something like that. And then they just kind of gradually recover. And then they go back to the nursing home because they're they're, vaccinated because they're vaccinated. And then I've had people who are unvaccinated come in, get deathly ill, die, end up in the hospital for six weeks, you know, get a trach and peg and all this kind of stuff, you know, and they're unvaccinated. So I would say that I haven't really seen anybody who's been vaccinated develop like severe, severe illness. Actually, I take that back. I seen, I saw one person I think that has severe illness, but she had other problems. But for the most part, you've been vaccinated. I'm not. I'm not seeing a lot of severe illness where they have to be on life support and that kind of stuff. So basically, mm-hmm. um, you get vaccinated and you catch it, and you go to hospital. If you have compounding issues, the virus could um, impact well, that and make you cold in the hospital a little bit longer. Well, I'm kind of biased in the sense that, like, 
I mean, I don't like if you get the virus and you have a case and you do okay and you know you just you know you feel poorly but you don't get deathly ill. Like I don't see those people because those people stay at home. Mm. I only see the people who get it and get really sick because they come to the hospital. So I don't really know the true number of people who got it and just actually stayed at home and successfully recovered. So I'm sure. No, no, I'm, I'm only I'm only talking about people that you've seen as, as far as like vaccinated because the rumor is people you know. Um, people who are vaccinated are getting it and then people saying see the vaccine doesn't work and i'm like it's not a cure it's yeah, well, to fight it off and and, it, and my thing is like well, that's the first stage is you get infected and you fight it off well yeah i would say the people that i've seen who've been vaccinated and boosted and get infected i mean you still get sick i mean it does it's no party i mean it's still fever and cough. <laughs> yeah. right i like that but, snow party <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it depends on what kind of party we're talking about yeah, I know. I mean, but, you know, I, I got a close, uh, you know, family member who got who tested positive, has been vaccinated and boosted. You know, he got he got sick. I mean, he was having a fever and he didn't feel well and he was off his feet for a couple of days, but he, he recovered in a fairly uneventful way. Whereas I've seen people who are, you know, most people who are not vaccinated, if they're going to get sick, I mean, they get particularly sick where they, they you get short of breath, you get febrile, you can't move around because you get too breathless and that kind of stuff. So it's a different degree of illness i think if you've been unvaccinated mm. hmm. and, and that, that, that's what that's been my understanding but it doesn't seem to be the understanding of most people it's just like they're they're expecting um the shot to be like this miracle cure or it doesn't work so if you don't if we take it and can't go back to normal and not wear a mask and everything else i'm like it's not a fucking force bubble you know what i'm saying around <laughs> right. your body is like, well, I think in the thought yeah. is that people feel like I got it, so now I can just go out and just yeah. do whatever I do, and it's kind of like, nah, you still got to take precautions. Yeah, but you at least have the 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 comfort in knowing that if I do contract it, you know, by chance, that hopefully I won't get deathly ill and all that kind of stuff. But I know for us where I'm at, you know, as soon as the cases started coming down we relaxed the restrictions. And so then it was like, I went out and I was wearing a mask and it was like night and day. Like last week, everybody was wearing masks. This week, nobody's wearing masks. And I'm like the outlier by wearing a mask. You know, it's kind of crazy. It's, mm-hmm. it's like people new just year, don't- New immune system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> no, totally. No, yeah. I, 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 you know how you have the little- um the, those little strings you clip on your uh, glasses to keep them hanging around your neck. Yeah, yeah. I have those on my mask, so you know, like I can keep that shit with me because you know keeps me from uh, running through them or whatever. Right. Oh, yeah, and, man, hey Jones with the innovations. Yeah, not now. This is my girl's thing. You know, she she got got a clip for her, got a clip for me. So when I go to work, I don't have to worry about it. It's like it's always around my neck. I don't have to worry about shoving it in my back pocket, forgetting it. If I do walk in without my mask, it's like, hey, mask up. And it's like right there. You know, there's no no digging yeah. for it and everything else. Well, dude, um, I have here recently, man. I was, uh, you know, I was working. I work in a, you know, I have an office where I, you know, do my documentation and stuff. And uh, one of the other physicians was a traveling physician. So this physician was in the office with me. Now, we we're about six feet apart in the office and we sit facing away from each other. And so we were working and I think I got up and showed her how to do something on the computer and went back to my seat and whatever. And I worked with her for about, I don't know, about six hours, seven hours. So then I get a text from her like two days later, like, hey, I tested positive for COVID. I just wanted to tell you FYI. So it's like, 
you know, you can't really tell who's going to have it and who's not. I mean, mm. a lot of times people are walking around asymptomatic. So the whole thing is really mm. just keep your distance in general. I mean, unless it's somebody that you live with or something like that, where you know yeah. that they're taking precautions all the time and they're unlikely to have it. But strangers, people you don't know, or people that move around in other circles and then come visit you, you got to take the precautions. Yeah, that, that's what I tell people. Like that, the biggest issue with this shit is the asymptomatic part, right? So you have mm-hmm. somebody in there, because uh, one of my friends, she was asymptomatic. Kane came home from uh, out of the country and quarantined with her boyfriend. And boyfriend got sick. She didn't know she had it. She didn't have no symptoms. This uh, boyfriend got sick, ended up in the hospital for a couple of weeks. You know, no right? word. Um, I, t- I went to a New Year's Eve party the other day and um, was talking with this lady and she was saying that her brother is a like i think he's in the navy i think he's like a navy commander i mean he's like a high-ranking you know, navy person and is totally like anti-vax does not believe in it thinks that it's like some type of secret you know tracking system by the government like and you are t- the government nigga <laughs> <laughs> but how i crazy, know right but how crazy is that and that, like, he's not like a, you know, an idiot. I mean, he's a highly educated, you know, rational thinking person. But in this instance, he's like, it's a tracking device by the government. And it's, you know, this whole conspiracy thing to the point where they can't even talk about it. She says, if she brings it up, it just turns into an argument. Like she can't even like calmly talk about it. Cause it's, it just gets too, you know, emotional. Wow. Which, which That's leads great. us, which, which leads us to the next, to the next topic of conversation. And that is, White people are canceling America. Oh, because, dumb shit. Right, because there was a general, actually there's been a, a few retired generals who have come out and said that uh, they fear that the divisions in America are such that it's compromising uh, the United States military. Now, I'm not going to lie to you when the United, when, when, the, when, when a nation's military, and this is, you can, you can look this shit up, when a nation's military is compromised, uh, that's when coups can be facilitated. That's when nations, I wouldn't say fall, but governments fall and get replaced. And more likely, when they get replaced, they get replaced by dictators and all manner of people on some fuck shit. Indeed. I mean, I mean, I think we're in the Cold War, Cold War stages of this shit um, with all the bullshit that's going on. You know, the 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 attack on crt when it's not even being taught in schools that's a that's a major part of it um this this whole abortion bill um and it passing and and basically getting letting um setting up precedent for uh states to ignore federal law um is another part of it um you have uh lawmakers who try i mean all the way back to uh january 6th of last year you know what I'm saying? Um, that whole thing was an attempt at a coup in an almost soft way, even though there was violence. Um, but all these things are, are creating division and they're all coming from one side of the aisle. You know, uh, the Nazis, the conservatives, the, uh, the neoconservatives, uh, the, the, the religious right. Um, you know, the anti-vaxxers, they're all on that, all on the same fucking boat, um, trying to work something out to take control of this country. 
Well, I guess the thing I don't get, though, is like, where does the lack of morality come in? Because my thing is like, you know, you see people saying that they're neo-Nazis. I'm thinking like, you know, we fought a war against the Nazis. Like, like so how does how does that end up being something that Americans can support or get behind? Because, like, indoctrination. Because the majority of the Jews on this planet live in America and they will not replace us. <laughs> like literally that's their lot but i'll tell you man my experience out here where i live is that you know we have we relaxed our concealed carry uh you know permit process so now you, you know it's pretty easy to get a concealed carry permit where i live and when you get your concealed carry you can pretty much get anything you want really i mean it's not just limited to handguns so when i get my concealed carry i can go out and buy a rifle i can buy a handgun i can buy a short barrel rifle I mean, any you know you gotta have a special permit for the short barrel but for a, a you know ar-15 i mean you can just go out and get that with your concealed carry even though oh. it's a weapon you can't conceal let me so, let me uh, well, let me well, give you let hold me, on can, let me give you something I, better can i can i input real quick um sure. from my internet knowledge or youtube knowledge um <laughs> that would be for your truck gun <laughs> Or yeah. your backpack gun, something that's small and collapsible that you can conceal on the ready. No, totally. But I'm just saying that a concealed carry permit, like usually you would think that that would allow you to conceal a handgun, not mm, right. license to go out and buy whatever type of firearm you desire. In not a fucking semi-automatic SA1 M60. Yeah, uh, not a nine mil an Israeli nine millimeter Uzi. Yeah. Exactly. So, and then I took the concealed carry class and I got to tell you, it's, it's not that rigorous. I mean, it's, it's pretty much designed so that you will pass and you will then be able to go do whatever you want to do. It's not really designed to say, Hey, this person should be, this person should be allowed. This person should not be allowed. It's really kind of just like, Hey, you pay the money and you go get whatever you want. And so I would say the, the population where I live is probably, I estimate about 40% of people own you know, handguns at a minimum, but, but I would say it's, it may be a little bit higher than that. I was talking to a friend who's a law enforcement and he was saying he thinks it's probably closer to 50%. That's, that's pretty high. I mean, that feels like we're getting ready for something like, you know, how does, you know what I mean? How does I have he, an issue with how, that. How does he, how does he feel about so many, so many dumb fucks having weapons? Well, I mean, I think he's on the other end of the spectrum. I mean, I think he feels that a more armed and intelligent society with regards to firearms lessens the likelihood of recklessness you know and that type of thing and so i can kind of see where that argument is coming from but at the same time i do feel like once you have a certain density of firearms you know they're they're, they're going to get used it's, it's just it's unreasonable to think that you're going to have this high density of firearms in every single household and there will not be accidents or you know people acting carelessly or recklessly or acting out in anger with that density of firearms where it becomes like just a daily household item so I won't say that they're directly tied to violence per se. I don't think handguns cause violence, but I think that the higher the density you have of, of weapons, the more likely you are to have violence occur. It's just, you know, they just go hand to hand, but I don't think one causes the other. See, I can rock with that. The, it, thing, no, I can't, the thing I the, can't rock with, the thing I can't rock with is what he said earlier about how uh, the, what do you call it? The rest, not the restrictions, but the... Uh, um, the ease, the, 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 right, the, the ease of being able to get one, you know, where it's basically designed that you will pass. Like, hold the fuck on. Now, 
I understand the fact that you have the right to bear arms and all that shit. And if that dude was saying, you know, if he, be, if he believes that proper education is, you know, um, the thing to do, then why is it designed that way? If it's that easy, you know what I mean? If it's, if it's that easy to, 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 to pass, like make it a bit more rigorous. Like, you know, we don't, we don't need to have everybody, uh, running around with fucking pistols in their waistbands. Well, isn't it ironic that, you know, uh, law enforcement and military personnel that have had a domestic violence charge on their record are not allowed to carry any kind of weapons whatsoever. In fact, I think if you're a law enforcement officer with a domestic violence charge, you're not allowed to even have like, you know, be a be a police officer. You know what I mean? Or maybe you're like a, a meter maid or some shit like that, or they make you a traffic cop or some shit. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but I don't, I don't know how it works. Maybe we should get some law enforcement buddies to come on here and maybe talk about this shit. But right. at least I know from military experience, if you have a domestic violence charge, not even a conviction, just a domestic violence charge on your record, you're no longer allowed to carry a gun, period. You stand in that messenger of the watch and you stand in that messenger on the watch for a long ass time. Well, like, here's our thing out here where I'm at. Like, so you can get a gun permit, right? And that allows you to buy one gun, a handgun, not a rifle, a handgun. You get your, and then you got your concealed carry permit where you can basically get whatever you want. And I think the difference is that with your uh, concealed carry, I mean, you know, they fingerprint you, you have this whole FBI background check and all this stuff. So it's kind of like saying that you're heavily vetted. So therefore you are low, you know, low likelihood to have, you know, any risk of, you know, violence or anything like that. But it just goes from zero to 60. It goes from a permit that allows you to have one handgun to a permit that allows you to just go out and create an arsenal of whatever you want. Fucking and bazooka. You said what? A bazooka? Can you add a bazooka to that list? I mean, <laughs> if, I'll tell you what, if they were available out here, people would probably be buying them because it's it's like mission creep. I mean, you know, you, I don't you doubt know, it. You don't go and get like I think what happens, like what I've been feeling is that you go out and you get one gun. You say, okay, wow, I got a gun, it's cool and everything. And then you see something online or you watch a YouTube video, and like, oh wow, that dude's got the 30 round drum and the laser sight and the flashlight and the you know the uh magnifying lens or whatever then you go oh i gotta get that and then it just kind of creeps from there so i think that's ultimately what happens to a lot of people is you start out small with the idea that you're going to do self-defense and then it turns into your ar-15 with your shell catcher and your flashlight and your laser sight and your you know your scope yeah a you lot a of fucking people old just, painless or, mini gun in your fucking closet or, or gun <laughs> gun only hobbyists you know well, there's a video from this NRA affiliate um, that where this guy makes this argument as to how an AR-15 is ideal for home defense. And I was like, like defending your home from like the Russians or something? Or like from now, I'll, I'll, I'll give you one better. Uh, there's a black dude from the NRA called... Uh, Colian Noir? Yeah, he's even pushed that shit. He's like, this yeah. is why I like an AR instead of a... Uh, a shotgun i'm like an ar is gonna go through your house and through your neighbor's house yeah that shit goes through drywall yeah yeah Easy. so like you know the idea that you're in your house like oh i heard a bump in the night let me load my ar and hope the kids are you know like loaded <laughs> nigga it's stay loaded i stay in lot. i should get yeah. my nunchucks and do some ninja shit 
<laughs> you know what I mean? The reality, though, is that, you know, if somebody home invades you, I mean, more than likely, they don't know the layout of your home. More than likely, they're probably terrified. And, you know, if you fire shots, I mean, there's a video online where these home invaders try to rob this old woman who has like a 22 or she has something. And they she fired a shot and they took off like, I mean, like, you know, somebody had fired like 30 rounds at them. I mean, it was crazy to see this old lady coming out and they're like, they just took off running. So honestly, you know, I just think we got to be more realistic. You know what I mean? Well, mm-hmm. I want, I want to, I want to take it all the way back to 19. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. No, wait, no, no. I want to take it back all the way to 1995 real quick. Back to Mr. Veltman's class, which, <laughs> you know, all three of us were in and, and that white man telling us, you do not want to use a handgun in your house. He went on and told us how he had a sawed-off shotgun with uh with 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 buckshot right in it because a nine millimeter or 45 round will go through your drywall and possibly kill you know a family member, whereas the buckshot is gonna get stuck in your drywall, but it'll pepper the motherfucker and make him think twice about getting the fuck up and trying some fuck shit. Yep. Am I remember that class? Indeed. Yeah. If and anything he said, else he, he taught me like that, that I learned or retained was that. And if I and and if I and if I do recall, it was Doctor Manhattan who asked him what kind of weapons he had. Yeah, that <laughs> was true. Funny. I was. I mean, it's funny that that's the one thing we remember that he said. But yeah. <laughs> he, he, he just he struck me as somebody that would put a cap on somebody, so I, I had to ask him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Well, I got stats on where you're at, um, Dr. Manhattan, and it is a uh, gun ownership is at 45.8 percent. And wow. there's a registered number of guns is one hundred and fifty two thousand. I believe it. I think it's probably oh. higher than that. Yeah. I mean, it's probably a certain number of people that they, they, they say this is this is from uh, 2021. Oh, wow. I believe it. Yeah, it's a whole chart like gun ownership by state um, and some other uh, stats like pricing and all this other stuff. Um, California is only 28.3%. But we own more guns than you. But I will say, though, that we out here... (laughs) Like double the amount of guns with less amount of people. There's a certain number of people in my community, though, that actually probably do need guns in the sense that we have like wild animals and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and people hunt and stuff like that. So it's not it's not all just, you know, home defense and craziness. I mean, some of it is like, hey, I work outside. There be snakes and bears and coyotes and stuff. Yeah. Some of it is, hey, I hunt and stuff like that. But the I would say that I think the difference for us is that those 150,000 people some of the, a lot of those people probably own multiple guns. I mean, they don't own like one. That's people who like have an arsenal of weapons. I mean, they got like five or six guns, you know? Mm. Now, I went to the, with a friend of mine who's a law enforcement and he brought a pack, his range pack, man. It looked like we were moving into the range, man. He had like, <laughs> he had like 10 guns in there. He had like a thousand rounds of ammunition and like 10 guns in there. I was like, God, oh. He, he, he brought his bug out bag. No, this is his. This is his range bag. That is just like, oh, we going to the range? Cool. I just grabbed my bag. Oh, I, I thought you meant like out on the range, as in in the wilderness. No, home, no, no. Home, home, nah. 
No, this range. is like going to the shooting range. I can grab my bag and I got about a thousand rounds in there of various types of ammunition. I can fire all 15 of my guns in there. You know, it was, it was crazy. Oh, wow. Damn. 15? God damn, son. No, he, he has, he's got a, a plethora of handguns. And I think he might also have some long guns too. But, but yeah, man. But I will say though, just on a side note, I did buy a Ruger 5.7 and that 5.7 is very nice. You know, I, yesterday couldn't buy, uh, I held, couldn't, I, couldn't, couldn't buy American docs. Uh, America just <laughs> kind of fell short. America is in love with the nine millimeter, man. And I'm telling you, that five seven is like a little. It's like a little rifle round you fire out of a pistol, man. <laughs> Look, I'm gonna tell you, I, I held a, I held a semi-automatic, uh, twelve gauge last night, and oh. man, I, I'm, I'm gonna admit, I got a little half chub. That shit was nice. Uh, right on. Well, a five seven is like a five five six. It's 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 just it just doesn't have as much powder in it. It's twenty eight. Oh, okay, mm-hmm, yeah. I, I know this gun. Uh, FN sells a uh, a similar uh, fabric national. A gun yeah. that takes the same um, cartridge. Well, FN FN developed the five seven, but Ruger made a. They just came out with their five seven. But I'm saying the five seven ammo was developed by NATO to defeat uh soft armor soft body armor so it'll go through soft armor you know mm-hmm. like non-plate armor and so the f the five seven is like essentially it's like a five five six it's just shorter it's not as long but it's i mean even when you blow the magazine it loads like a rifle around it it doesn't it's not like a nine millimeter where you got to put them in there and push them back this thing loads from the top like a like a rifle round it's like a it's like a rifle round for a pistol mm. you hey, i'm looking at it right it's now designed it to penetrate a- soft armor it does yeah, have yeah. like bullets well, mother- are motherfuckers out here like running in chain mail and leather armor like they're in D D or some shit? Well, but the way they do so here's the thing, like it's five seven by twenty-eight. And so it like if you buy the FN ammo, it's like 30 grains and it has a muzzle velocity of like almost three thousand feet per second. I mean, so that's that's high for a handgun. And so, you know, if you shot somebody at 10 feet or less, it'll probably go through them. But the way the bullet is small, it'll go through a uh, soft body armor. But the way they designed it is it's supposed to roll inside of a soft target. So it'll spin around and make a big cavity without going through you, is what they say. So what, you're, so what you're Can saying you just is buy that... hollow points instead? You could. You could. Um, but, but, wh- I mean, but, why, was... but why would you do that when you could shoot someone with a flying blender? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Right. It's designed not to overpenetrate. So, yeah, it does. It does have a sleeker design um, than the FN. Well, um, I fired. I fired it and compared it to nine millimeters. So when I fired my nine millimeter, it, it has a you know significant recoil. You know, I'm, I'm accurate with it, but it has significant recoil. That five seven fires like a twenty two. I mean, it, it has really. Little, oh yeah, little to no recoil, but. I mean, is it's highly lethal. I mean, at, you know, I mean, it's, it's and it flies, it flies flat. So it's it's pretty. It only drops by like, I think an inch or two at a hundred yards. I mean, it fires like a rifle round. A yeah, you'll never engage targets at a hundred yards with a pistol. I mean, if yeah. you're engaging a target at a hundred yards with a pistol, uh, unless you're James Bond. Yeah, something's wrong well, yeah. with you. Fucking like you're, Rambo. like you're in a serious <laughs> shootout. <laughs> Or your Neo. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I'm, saying, I'm saying that you have a round and a handgun that 
that maintains its accuracy like a like a like a rifle round. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you fire a nine millimeter at a hundred round at a hundred yards, you know, you're not gonna hit anything. But can, can this, you can you can you imagine the kind of the kind of shootouts that can happen with that with a with a gun like that? Well, dude, I mean, now you know the rappers are rapping about it, so it's like it's it's the word is getting out there on the street that like you know this, this is the way to defeat soft body armor. I think I think we're going to see the resurgence that we uh, of of a phenomenon that ha- that occurred a lot in the '80s called the innocent bystander. Uh, you're probably right. Yeah, but so I had to mention trade I, soft I, armor I this past week, and it was pretty awesome. Was it? Oh. <laughs> So you can penetrate soft armor. So that means the rhinos are fucked. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> you guys are extinct, a- or oh. you're gonna be. <laughs> oh, question: Is it ambidextrous? Yes. So my Ruger five seven is ambidextrous. You got to change. You can, but it's it's fully ambidextrous. It's got an ambidextrous safety, and the five seven since the round is so small, it it really looks like a um, it looks like a twenty two WMR, like it's a long thin bullet. So mm. it's smaller. So the standard round is 20 rounds. I mean, the standard mag is 20 rounds. Yeah. Not, you know, 15 and 17. In, the standard mag is in, 20. In California, yeah. they're all 10. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. No, nah, because I, I, I don't even know if this gun is legal in California, I, actually. It I is. They have, a te- they have a California compliant one that's got 10 rounds. Oh, okay. I thought it might be not uh, compliant just because of the lethality of the, of the load. Um, well, I think that it's like, it's not, you know, it's a small round. It's just that it's, it's more, it's designed more like a rifle round as opposed to a pistol round. So, you know, I think that's really the the, the rationale, but the whole idea was that NATO developed it because they were going to make that their official round. So, so the idea would be for NATO, you know, they had the P90 as their rifle and then they were going to have a, a 5.7 as their sidearm. So then you could use the same ammunition for your sidearm as you could your primary weapon. So that way mm. you could have to carry two different types of ammo. You could carry one. And the thought was that if we ever got into conflict with the Russians, if they had soft armor on, which they developed at the time, we could just shoot through it. Yeah. I was going to I was going to ask, since it is a rifle round, would you be able to just, you know, pull rounds out of your pistol if you had to and put them in your rifle? Or if your rifle gets all fuckered up, pull them out of your rifle and start using them in your sidearm? Yeah, that was the whole idea. So basically, is that if you would only have to carry one type of ammunition now you'd have to have different mags, but but the, the ammunition would be interchangeable. And so you could put one in the other, one in the other. You wouldn't have to worry about like, oh, I got nine millimeter pistol rounds, but I got a you know AR-15. I, you know, you could you can interchange the rounds. And so they were trying to make that like the standard, you know, as opposed to nine millimeter because nine millimeter doesn't really do well with body armor. I mean, it, there are rounds that can penetrate body armor, but the FN five, I mean, the five, seven ammo was designed specifically to penetrate, you know, soft body armor. So I would like to take this opportunity to just say, thanks, Obama. <laughs> thanks, Obama. <laughs> um, now, now we, we, we scratched the surface on this, um, before uh on our new year's eve uh episode but there are lawmakers who i i think it was was in wisconsin or one of those northern states in the midwest who um basically tried to certify donald trump as president as the electors, as the electors. With, with, with false electors. 
Yeah, with false electors while the actual electors were in session doing the voting. So they oh, printed right. up paperwork and all this other shit to try to pull a rules on it. So that here's another level of this cold civil war to where a group of elected officials ran off, got their own electors and tried to certify an election they didn't have power to certify. Well, here's the thing that worries me. And they me. got caught. Well, here's the thing that worries me is that he, like, so Trump, you know, created this atmosphere of distrust where it's like, basically, you can't trust anything that anybody tells you unless it's what you want to hear. And so now that he's lost the election, you know, they've basically gone and put such a pressure campaign on all these people and all these key positions in states that he lost and states that he won so that basically you know, nobody wants to take these positions because they're so volatile. I mean, like they've run people off of school boards, they run people off of voting election boards, they run people out of state government and stuff like that by just harassing them on the local level. So basically- Threat- every- threatening, thre- thre- threatening them with violence with their guns. Yeah, and so eventually these folks are just saying, you know what, it's not worth it. I didn't sign up to have people outside my house and I'm scared and people following me and all this kind of stuff and, you know, spitting on me and all this kind of stuff. And then trying to replace those positions with people who are loyalists who will support you if the junk doesn't go in your, you know, go in your favor. And so I think that's going to be the real thing that we see if there's another close election is you're going to have people in positions that are willing to say, yeah, I'm willing to break the rules because that's what I'm here for. That, that's my mission. That's what that's my goal. That's what I'm here to do. And I think that's going to be the hard thing. That's where you're really going to have to start having problems with stolen elections is because you got people that are willing to do. I mean, I think this last election, people, I was proud in the sense that there were plenty of Republicans who were like, look, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm not going to certify this in your favor just because we, you want it to be that way. Or I'm not going to do this because you're telling me to, you know, I'm going to do the right thing. But a lot of those people are gone. And so it's going to be interesting to see what happens the next time around if it's close, because you're going to have people that are going to be like, nope, I'm good with that. I think he won and I think we should do it this way and let's just go ahead and do it. And it's going to technically be legal. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, because I'm like, they they stacked the, the Supreme Court. Um, I think Trump put the most amount of federal judges on the bench than any president at any time. And he actually put fucking people who are not really qualified for the jobs. So they're there to be, um, you know, lackeys or whatever the fuck um, for whatever system they have a plan. But this shit rolls all the way back to um, Sarah Palin. Uh, it actually rolls all the way back to Nixon. But continue. I wouldn't I would... do Nixon again, but I'd do Sarah Palin again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can only do Nixon once, right? <laughs> yeah. I will say yeah. Sarah turning point, though. Well, well, what? Go go for it. No, I was just saying that Sarah Palin, I think, was a, a high watermark in the, the uh, ignorance campaign in the sense that she was the first person I saw that I was like, this person is clearly not qualified. Like, you can't yes. even create a scenario where she appears to be qualified. Like, and she and people are still like, yeah, that's my that's my candidate. And you're like, She's clearly not qualified. Like I agree yeah. completely. Yeah. Now we, have, now we have now we have Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert, who are essentially uh, Sarah Palin 2.0. Yeah. Just well, up well, there. But that was my thing. Sarah P- Palin was a litmus test, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh yeah, this water's just right for the bullshit. 
And then that's where all the bullshit came from. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if homeboy would have picked another running mate who was a little more logical and not, not such a firebrand of ignorance. Now by um, homeboy, you mean McCain, right? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Then we, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have this issue. If Obama, uh, cause that, that was just, uh, that was against Obama, right? Um, Yeah. So if Obama wouldn't have ran, that was the other thing. If he wouldn't have ran, we probably if him or Hillary Clinton wouldn't have run, then we wouldn't have had such an issue. Because as soon as Obama got in the race, you saw the the racism, you know, go up, the gun buying going up. You know, that's where the division started because people couldn't, you know, hold their shit because a black man was in office. Yeah, but he was desperate to win. I mean, I think that's ultimately why he chose her. It wasn't for her brains or her. I don't. I don't think McCain picked her. I think the the institution that he uh, the, the establishment the establishment picked her for him because they. I don't. I don't even think he liked her. You know what I'm saying? It was a. I think it was a uh, strategic choice. I don't think it was his choice. I think it was like, hey, she she checks all the boxes that we think you don't do well in, and I think she would be a good choice. And I think that's why he went with it. But I think what he unleashed, unfortunately, was what we see today. Uh, you know, I think it was unfortunate oh, consequence of it. Yeah, nah, but but that that's where a lot of this stuff comes from, and it and it's unified a bunch of different weird groups. You know. Um, well, I- thing i worry about for the next election though is that you know joe biden has been uh let's say less than inspirational you know what i mean yeah mm-hmm. and i don't see any democratic candidates on the horizon that i think can really inspire people and republicans are they're they're locking arms man i mean they are they are unified and uh just one i worry that our next election you know, Democrats are probably going to do poor in the midterms. And I think the next presidential election is going to be kind of up in the air because I don't really see them having a candidate. And so is, is, I, is Tulsi Democratic or is she independent? She's Tulsi independent. Yeah. yeah. OK. You mean yeah, Joe, 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 Rogan, Joe Rogan's sweetheart? <laughs> hey, she's my sweetheart, too. God damn it. I like Tulsi. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I don't know how down I am with uh, with a person whose parents did electrical uh what you would call it, uh, electroshock therapy to kids. So, oh, wait, they did that for real? Yep, it works. Well, I like her even more now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what gets us canceled. <laughs> like I said, I'm just kidding. Well, I, will say, I will say, though, just on a side note, ECT works. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, torture works to, to torture. <laughs> of course, torture is going to work. Hell yeah. I mean, well, uh, when, when, when people when people get tortured when people get tortured overseas by the CIA or by the police, man, they'll sign up. They'll sign. They'll they'll sign off on anything. No, I'm just saying, ECT is remarkably effective for uh, depression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's enough of a motivation to get get up, you know, get up off your ass and do something because you don't want to get shocked again. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But, uh, but um, so we have that we have this trial that's going on, right? Which the the Republicans are trying not to have happen with uh, all these um, what do you call it these these uh, insurgents uh, from uh, January sixth. So they've been locking they're, them up, huh? They've been locking them up though. I mean, the the trials that have been completed. I mean, they've been they've been handing out some some time on some folks. Yeah, but but here here's the deal, right? 
So there's tension on the other side, which is the only benefit to this shit, right? So Trump has taken the vaccine and now he's promoting it. And that's, you know, creating some uh, some tension in, in the locks, you know? So uh, he got, he got uh, kind of attacked by uh, Candace Owens and then some other motherfuckers jumped on, on cue, uh, which was weird. He's like, oh, you pushing that vaccine? Oh, you, you must! Oh yeah, be, yeah. You must be senile or something, nigga. You know, right, right. Uh, or even worse, jumping ship. That's yeah. right. He, they called so, him a traitor. Yeah, really. And, and yeah, they t- did. Then Tucker Carlson came at him uh, because he's not—he's not basically not using this political uh, war chest to help the people uh, from the insurgency who got arrested in any capacity. But I'm mm-hmm. like, if he did. It would kind of be a sign that uh, he helped orchestrate shit, which we're getting to that point already where, where they got all these phone taps or, or uh, text messages that were sent that day. And they all knew what this shit was about. Oh, and, yeah. I mean, it's, you know I find it ironic that they all basically were like, you've got to stop this. I mean, now publicly, they're talking about they're not insurgents and all this kind of stuff. But behind the scenes, they're like, you got to stop this. I just yeah, it's like, man, you, you start the wrong thing. You, you need to put it into this call it off, you know? And, you know, so like, hopefully there's enough uh, dissension within their ranks that this shit just uh, foils, you know, falls uh, really quick. Um, what do you think about that uh, that uh, girl, the uh, insurgent that got shot in the uh, Capitol building? She fuck deserved her. it. Did you say it fuck was- her? Yeah, I said <laughs> fuck her. She, she fucking, she, she, she was, she was, she was performing an act of sedition and treason against the United States of America. Fuck that traitorous cunt. <laughs> I like it. Like, how do you get so, I mean, like, I just can't imagine being so hyped up that there's people on the other side of a glass door with guns pointed at me. And I'm still gonna, like, I still feel so confident that they're not going to shoot me that I'm going to start breaking the glass. I mean, like, it's I just called white that. privilege. Yes, that that is the height of white privilege. Yeah, I mean, it was it was just crazy. I mean, I watched the footage and I was like, "Holy crap!" Like, you really feel like they're not gonna shoot? Like, you just like I'm gonna bust in here and just force them to shoot me? And it's like, okay. And then he popped her. I was just like, I thought it was crazy. I mean, I was watching something that um, took like her her old footage of her talking shit politically, and then she kind of documented her travels to the event. And then God, I love the smartphone. And, and, and then it leads all the way up to her getting capped. And I was like, that was a great movie. Or at a minute, or at a moment, at a minute, right? wouldn't you think somebody with her would be like, hey, yo, chill, chill. They, uh, they, no, like, it was like everybody was on it. It's like, okay, so I've been in situations like that, right? And that mob mentality that takes over is real. But you, you know saw what I'm saying? How quickly- you saw how quickly it shut down though once they shot her though right i mean once they shot her it was like oh like uh yeah and, and that's my thing if, if these niggas would have if the, if the cops there and i don't know why they weren't letting off because they they killed a black woman for less you know what i'm saying and her kid i think because she was in yeah. the car with her baby that, that reminds <laughs> me of that that kevin hart uh uh bit when he goes let's go these people are real yeah <laughs> Yeah. So I'm like a, a lady dr- who was having a mental attack drove her car up to a barrier. Oh yeah, I saw and that. they lit her up. So I'm yeah. like these motherfuckers are crossing the barrier. 
Yeah. They're on the steps. They're at the yeah. door. Yeah. And you actually have at that time, you have major shit going on in every single leadership person yeah. except right. for well, the president in the, the fucking was house. Scary to me though is that a lot of those folks in there were I mean they were like active duty and you know like mm-hmm. tired. I mean a lot of those folks were military personnel I and mean, they were like stacking up and stuff. I'm like you got a lot of law enforcement people. Yeah, I mean, you got a lot of tactical people that are like in the building moving around and they're armed. Like, I mean, honestly, it's surprising that it went as well as it did because I'm like, as many like actual operators that you have walking around in that building with helmets and hard armor and all that kind of stuff, that just could have really went south because you had people that you know they had the training and the numbers and the ability to make that junk go much worse than it did. You know what I mean? I have mm-hmm. to make a factual correction here. Uh, no one that i have read that were inside the capitol were actually armed they have however how, uh, they, they were outside of the capitol building they're outside of the uh in, in the dc streets however i would like to know how how could this have not been planned there was a gallows set up outside the state capitol like they were they, like Let's just set this bitch up here for when they drag these motherfuckers out here so we can just get the hanging over with now. That was spontaneously built. Uh, yeah. Who spontaneously it, builds a fucking gallows? It was a, <laughs> it was a prop that I took to it was a prop that I took to the, the, the previous event. The secondary the after party I didn't know was was about, so I had to bring it with me. I couldn't just leave it in the park. <laughs> Yeah, they said there was some spare lumber in a dumpster, and then like somebody got some nails, and then you know they got gallows. Oh, so that's how they did it, huh? <laughs> yeah, but but um, the, the, this shit is insane. Like literally, they should have been letting off on motherfuckers at go just because they they had like how does a cop get beat to death with his gun and never shooting anybody? That's you know what I'm saying? Like, like cops died there and never let off a shot. But that's the a, only that's... person who shot their gun, the guy who killed that that this chick, he was he was a security agent. You know what I'm but, saying? He's like personal detail for somebody or something like that. Yeah, he wasn't even a problem with, police officer. That's actually a problem with law enforcement that they talk about is that the whole idea of, you know, you have a violent suspect and you're yelling at the person like stop or put the gun down, put the gun down, put the gun down. And so at some point you realize that you're just saying stop, 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 stop like 10 times. And so people are arguing now that really you say stop once or twice, you need to have some number in your mind. I'm going to say it three times. And if you hadn't dropped it in three times, I'm going to shoot you. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, people getting frozen on the whole idea of just keep saying it, keep saying it, keep saying it, try everything you can not to, and then ultimately you get harmed as opposed to just, you know, taking out the threat. So I think I have heard that argument that basically you need to set in your mind, I'm going to say it three times. And if you ain't dropped it by three, that's it. I'm going to shoot yeah. you. There's repercussions. You cross this line. It's on. That's it. Um, there like should the be a, there, yeah, there should be a set, a set, a legal, and it should be legally set, really. You know, like, hey, look, if the cop tells you to stop three times and you don't, you're getting bucked down. Yeah. Well, or at least there's some action that's going to take place after three, whether it's pepper spray, rubber bullets, taser or whatever. I'm warning you three times after three. That's it's it's it. You know, uh, whatever action needs to take place is going to take place. Um, Does it have 
like a cadence to it? Does it have to be like and a one and a two and well, a three? Hey, stop, stop, stop. Okay. So, so he, he, here's the one warning I gave a group of guys that I was thirsty to fight with. Um, I told them, hey, you need to leave. They gave me excuses. And I'm like, I don't care. You need to leave. You got till uh, you got five till to leave. Three, four, <laughs> like you know, I just cut it short. I just jumped one, two, um, and got to yeah. it. And by five, they were like, "All right, man, we leaving." I think you should have explained that, like, okay, you've already wasted the first three seconds, so I'm going to start at four. Or you nah, can I, I just I just started I start the countdown at three. Like you got till five, three four and you know and i was like please do something like i want to fight these dudes so bad i really i just wanted justific uh, justification for it so if the cops call i'm in the right um because they were harassing women at, at a friend's party and shit and uh they asked me to remove them you know and it was like a bunch of white dudes and tidy whiteies air force ones 40 ounces and white hats and one of them was a black dude which i'm like nigga what are you doing with these niggas you know <laughs> and so uh they left and then they went down the street and they threw a 40 ounce at a car full of girls that had one of one of one of my classmates in it um who then proceeded to hop out and try to fight them and got his ass beat but didn't call for help because i'm like we were right down the street you know um uh, mm -hmm. then he came walking back and i was like damn nigga what happened to you he's like I just got jumped by dudes in the underwear. I was like, <laughs> he got jumped because I kicked those dudes out and they just happened to run into one another. Oh, that sucks. You know what I'm saying? But he was he was known, he was a short dude who was known for getting into bullshit and getting his ass beat. Well, it sucks for him. Had, had, had a temper. Yeah, so like, um, so right now we currently have, we have the, the trial of the insurgents going on, which to me, they're given given light lightweight years to motherfuckers but the numbers seem to be growing as they go deeper into this shit so somebody i think the highest i've seen somebody get was like 10 years um but then we also have this um congressional thing where they're digging into trump and all the leadership that's been fucking around with really? this uh insurgency the thing is, is the the motherfuckers that they point their fingers at are also in congress still working where I'm like, yeah. shouldn't they be on pause or some shit like that? Well, the thing I don't get, suspect? Trump has a bunch of cases in New York State. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's got cases, you know, I mean, he's got all kinds of court cases. He got state and federal court cases, multiple state and federal court now, cases against him. So when do they come to fruition? Well, my you know? question is, what what's um, now that um, what's the name been pushed out of the governorship? Um, is the new governor going to shut it down? Or what about uh, Matt Gates? I mean, your boy, his his friend got you know pleaded state's evidence in a you know child sex and traffic you know sex trafficking uh, case. Matt Gates was like implicated in that. When, when's that coming to fruition? Like, when are we gonna hear some? You know, when's it gonna be a court date for that? I mean, there's yeah, a for him to go to jail for for taking a kid across state lines. I'd yeah, like to know that too. Yes, please, let's, get, let's put that motherfucker in jail. Like, when is that coming to fruition? So my thing is, when does this stuff ultimately, I mean, you know, if I went out and did something right now, I'd be in court, you know, in, the, in a month. You know what I mean? These yeah. guys do stuff and they're like, 
you know, you just you stop hearing about it, and you don't even know if the court case is ever even t- actually taking place. Now, now, bust this. When we when we contrast regular law enforcement versus what went on at the Capitol, right? <clears throat> so you got your gov- government officials, uh, all of them, you know, the main leadership of this country, gathered together in a building. That building gets uh, attacked. The guys who are charged with protecting that building uh, with guns don't shoot a shoot a shot. Except right. except for that one bitch. That that was a security agent. That wasn't a cop. <laughs> right. Okay. He, he's there to protect his package or, right. or his okay. person. Okay. That's right. That's right. Right. Where they're there to protect everything. They never let a shot off. Meanwhile, in California, a numbnut goes on a rampage at a Burlington coat factory store with uh, something with a large metal object, right? That he was swinging. Oh, and he was beating some woman up? He was was bludgeoning a woman when the cops who were fully armed, and I did see one guy who seemed to have had a rubber bullet shotgun, right? right? But the guy with the rifle wanted to run and be the first one in. Right. So as soon as they saw the cops, the dude backed off the bloody woman, and, and backed away down the aisle. At that point, you could secure the injured and let the dude with the rubber bullet shotgun come in and handle the rest of it. But instead, right. the motherfucker gunned down a dude with a bludgeoning weapon, shot through a wall, and killed a 14-year-old girl in her mother's arms. Yeah. Well, he's getting charged with manslaughter for that. Nah. Yeah. Yeah, he's getting charged with homicide. Oh, real word. Has, okay. has he, or are you saying he will be? No, he's he's been charged with homicide. What? I, yeah. I, I didn't think that was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I, I was listening to two, a former a former um, police chief, a black woman who I've seen on TV before, um, and a, a former DA, and they were going to say, like, you know, it was going to be a clean shoot because the guy had a weapon and, you know, an injured victim, so it was, yeah. you know. Death, death, uh, Los Angeles officer told to slow down before shots fired at Burlington. Yep. Uh, oh, because they, they told him to slow down. Yeah. Death of 14-year-old shopper ruled homicide as police released body cam footage. Yeah. Because when I, when I saw the footage, I'm like, why is this dude rushing? He even says, I got the rifle, you know, in a certain point. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I understand you're rushing to the thing to save some lives, right? But it yeah. also feel like you're rushing to get your gun off. You're getting called for a guy basically with a bat, and y'all come in there like a fucking SWAT team. When really, you can come in there with some pepper spray and your baton and just fight the dude. Like it's eighty y'all, uh, eighty y'all or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like once you secure the the victim, um, y'all could just rustle that motherfucker. What was he beating the lady for? Like what? I, I, no, it was somebody having a mental attack. Yeah. Oh. Because at that point, they thought the whole floor was clear. I remember they said, because I think they were up upstairs. So everybody had evacuated except for the woman that he was beating on and this family who was hiding in the dressing room. Well, you know, one thing that bothered me when I was watching the, um, what was I watching? I was watching the Kyle Rittenhouse trial and they, his, Kyle Rittenhouse's lawyer, his defense attorney was saying basically that the first guy that he shot, uh, Gross Quartz, the first guy he killed, he was like, you know, he was clearly deranged. He was not in his right mind or whatever. And he was, and I had no doubt that if he would have taken uh, Kyle Rittenhouse's gun, he would have killed other people. And so Kyle did what he had to do. He shot him and killed him. And, and I'm glad he did, you know, and, you know, this kind of thing. And I was like, 
you know, to me, that's kind of, you know, because usually like if people are mentally ill, you know, we don't typically say that like it's okay to kill them because they were mentally ill. I, I just found that to be kind of, like, yeah. I was just surprised that he said that in open court and nobody really had anything to say about it. Like yeah. he killed somebody who was mentally, you, you're already saying that they're mentally ill and probably not in their right mind and you shot them and that's that's a good thing. It was like, I don't know that that, I mean, to me, that just kind of get left a bad taste in my mouth. I was like, okay, oh, no. so help him or provide they, they, care. They fed, a help, a shooting. They, they fed the, the, the imaginary evil in their head about uh, mentally ill people. Well, but that's already been a problem, though, that people are mentally ill. They call the cops. The cops come. They, your family calls them to subdue you or to kind of at least, you know, prevent you from harming anybody. The cops come and shoot you like you're a threat as opposed to mentally ill. You know, that's that's been a longstanding problem. Spe speaking of uh, mentally ill people, breaking news, Twitter permanently suspends Marjorie Taylor Greene's account for spreading COVID-19 misinformation. What you get, huh? Well, I think the thing that I was being concerned about, though, is that, you know, this misinformation, I mean, number one, I don't think they truly believe this stuff. I think they know what's really going on. I think it's just it fires up their base. But I think the fact is so callous in the sense that people are really dying. I mean, there's people really like actually dying by this misinformation. So you literally are not valuing people's lives. You're putting them at risk by telling them stuff that you, you probably know yourself is not true. You're doing stuff, you're telling people stuff that you yourself don't do, and people are losing their lives out of ignorance. And it's just, now, it's, but, but I well, think that is, that is, hold up, that is a hypocritical thing, right? Like you got people like, you know, Tucker Carlson out there spreading misinformation on Fox News, and that motherfucker's probably got his fourth or fifth booster shot from all three fucking vaccines just for, just for shits <laughs> and giggles and shit. I'm not saying that's true, right? But I mean, I want to start that rumor. No, well, well, I think like with with Marjorie, she was a QAnon person before she was elected. Yeah, so she I was. think I think she's actually that stupid. Um, and like was, I said, she, speaking was, of mentally ill people, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> like I actually think she's that that's her thing, and um, so she's like a real one in in that in that sense. Um, but a lot of these other motherfuckers are just feeding feeding their base the bullshit that their base wants to hear. You know, it's like, oh, these crazy motherfuckers are useful. Let's let's gen them up and make sure they register to vote. I mean, oh, yeah. I get that aspect of it, but I would think that if you had a conscience, if people were dying, you know, if you could know that you are literally sending people into harm's way, that you know, if you had a conscience, you'd be like, okay, we need to chill this out because you know people are actually losing their lives behind this junk, and it's you know, it's just kind of sad to me that they're they're literally sending their foot. I mean, they're supporters are primarily the people that are unvaccinated and they're sending them out there and they're dying. I mean, you know, there was a story I read where some guy who was like an anti-vax, you know, advocate online, he has some type of online presence. He got sick with COVID and he stayed at home trying, he was taking like horse ivermectin and all this crazy stuff, trying to treat himself. Yeah. And basically got so sick that he was like near death and his wife finally got him to go to the hospital and he died. And I'm sitting there like, that's crazy. Like that, that is, that's crazier than anything else you can say. You know what I mean? That you sat at home and tried to treat yourself with some uh, snake oil and, and died as a result of it. I mean, there's no better irony than that. Well, well, here, here's, here's the other thing that's happening. So Joe Rogan is going to have, uh, what's this guy's name? He, he, he makes himself out to be the guy who made MRNA, which he's. Oh not. yeah, 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 yeah. He, he already had him on his show and he got, he got kicked off of Twitter for misinformation too. Mm, yeah. 
Uh, what was this guy's name? Let me pull up. Pull up. His quote, name. Uh, quote, Dr. Quote, Robert quote, Malone. To quote a to yes. quote to quote a great man, cash rules everything around me. Crane get the money. Dollar dollar, dollar bills, bills y'all. y'all. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that that guy. Um. It it, it, it was crazy because I'm like I watched the video of him. Uh, before, you know, I saw that he was going to be on Joe Rogan, but that already came across a video of him saying that he made it. And I was like, okay, he's, he's clearly a nut. Right. Um, so I didn't really give it too much credence, but now I'm like, what Joe Rogan's giving this nut a platform. And then, so I did some research and, um, one of these guys who, who's been talking about, um, COVID and whatnot, who's actually a doctor in a, um, you know, like in a, scientifical sense um his channel is called debunk the funk on youtube right um and basically he takes all the the covid conspiracies and get the actual true data and actually give you like gives you the link to the data where you can basically prove for yourself that uh the conspiracies you're listening to are bullshit and so with this guy he says he wrote a paper that was basically the basis for the mRNA, but he didn't create the shit. Somebody else did. So all the stuff that he's pushing about it is basically stuff that he's never really did or dealt uh, with or tested. Right. He just wrote a, wrote a paper on it. Well, it's crazy, but I, you know, I, I just, I mean, you know, there's nearly what there's like, we're over 800,000 dead. I mean, that's, that's just insane, man. I mean, that's, that's like the plague. I mean, and the fact that we're still sitting uh, here. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's, that's really crazy. I mean, when you think about it, I mean, that's, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's like world war two several times over, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, the Spanish get- flu didn't kill nearly as many people. Yeah. Because they did, they did masking and social distancing. Well, but I just don't understand how, I mean, we literally have gotten pretty comfortable with it at this point. Like we're just walking around, like, you know, going to the mall and kind of living our lives. And like, this thing has been like life changing. I mean, in the sense, you know, like in the, in the grand scheme of things, in the sense that, you know, when we're old and gray, you'll be 80 years old sitting somewhere. You'd be like, yeah, I survived COVID, you know, like, it's just crazy. I mean, I think. It, it's because, yeah. um, you know, white privilege. <laughs> well, it's not just white people though. Um, we're, we're myopic in in this country, right? Yeah. You know, um, vaccines have worked so great that we believe that nothing, no harm can come to us. You know. Well, I think that the people who are like basically, we're in a place where there are not a lot of people who remember what things used to be like. That's I mean, what I'm saying. Yeah. The, te- the technology and medicine has been so good that we don't remember the bad times. So it's all yeah. good. So like, I can't even comprehend the bullshit you're telling me right now. Yeah. I mean, what do you mean you know, I got to wear a mask every day? What do you well, mean it, it, I can't, I got to wash my hands constantly? Or like, you think about like abortion. What do you mean? I fit the description. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, if you think about it, like you think about like abortion. I mean, the whole thing that really, I think, helped to lead to abortion was women used to have septic abortions and, you know, young girls would be dying from septic back alley abortions. And so every hospital would have a septic abortion because it was common that women would be trying to not have their kids and they didn't have any access to abortion. I think that's what kind of led 
you know, some fuel to the fire to kind of legalize abortion because people were tired of hearing stories about girls leaving babies in the garbage and, you know, girls dying from septic abortions and stuff like that. Or kids with meningitis. I mean, meningitis used to be common. Kids used to die from meningitis. It used to be fairly common that there'd be every hospital had a kid that was dying from meningitis. We create a vaccine. Now you don't really have that many kids getting meningitis. So it's kind of like we're victims of our own success, unfortunately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the sad part. And I try to tell people, you know, I'm like, look at real data. Um, you know, like if, if this shit was so bad and deadly, um, we would see a, a large death toll of people with the vaccine that are dying. You only have numbers of people with the vaccine getting sick and getting better. Oscar De La Hoya got vaccinated. He got sick. He went to the hospital. I haven't heard him say he's dead yet. You know, <laughs> he, he he's still um, you know wearing um, lingerie and boxing gloves. You know? you know what I mean. So yeah, you know he's still kicking. Um, so I'm like, I don't understand uh, where where these conspiracies are coming from. Like, does that make would... him a lady boy? <laughs> <laughs> that makes him a golden lady boy. <laughs> there uh, it is, a golden oh, no. lady boy. Well, here's yeah. the thing, though, man. I mean, you know. Like, so we said that Trump, uh, you know, the Russians helped Trump, uh, in, you know, during the election and all that kind of stuff. And so in my mind, this is really a win for them. I mean, in the sense that, you know, this is really what they wanted. I mean, I don't think they had any specific agenda to make this or make that happen. I think the whole idea was just so discord so that people can't really address the problems because they're too busy fighting each other. And that's kind of what we're doing is we're we're kind of locked in our own civil issues as opposed to focusing on, you know, the bigger picture and our enemies abroad and all that kind of stuff. We're sitting there fighting each other about whether or not we should wear a mask or, you know, all this kind of stuff, who's coming to Christmas dinner and all this crap. And I think that was really the goal, really. I mean, I think if they had any goal in mind, that was probably it was just to sow discord to where you can't talk to one another and you can't agree on anything and you can't get anything done because you can't, you can't stop fighting each other. Honestly, yeah. I don't even think they have an agenda. This is just a fucking snowball. They rolled down the hill and said, let's see what happens. I agree. I think they got the ball rolling and they were just like, hey, it's, it's rolling in a good direction. We'll just see what we get. Oh, we got a split. Great. That's what we want. Yeah. Yeah, better. Yeah. Now they're just riding that fucking wave to see what happens. And unfortunately, uh, that's what's going to kill America. And it's going to turn us into the fucking Shadowrun universe where you got the UCAS in the north. You got the CAS down at the bottom. Then you got the whole Native American nations after they do their ghost dance in the middle. You got <laughs> some of the fucking uh, California Free State and you got fucking elves and orcs ruling like the Pacific Northwest and shit. You know what's funny since you say that is that I actually found that RPG that we made as kids. I still have <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm glad you did because I don't have it anymore. <laughs> do you have it? I... Do, you have a, do you have a digital copy? I don't. I have the actual physical copy in Longleaf in pencil, and yeah, it's crazy. Oh man, we're gonna have to scan game? that in. Yeah, yeah, they were that big of nerds. <laughs> yeah, they wrote an RPG game with every possible thing in it, and I sat back and watched them create it. <laughs> and it's not I can a, rock it's with not that because I'm a big nerd too. God damn it! It's not a small tome either. It's probably like it looks like it's like probably 400 pages <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah this shit is as thick big. as a bible du- double-sided too 400 pages yeah. double-sided god damn son yeah i'm with um, that double-sided eight and a half by 11 i believe yeah. the name of the game was called maelstrom yes yep. 
Yeah. Well, I think I think I think we could if if uh, if if there's a way that we can uh, digitally scan that uh, so that I can edit it, uh, I I could fix it. Well, I've been saving it in case you run for political office or something. I figured it might be worth something. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't have to worry about me running for political office. I plan on being famous. So either way. <laughs> yeah. At the hunt, I, I mean, was I, like, hey, homeboy says this, but he's actually a demon orc. <laughs> I have the proof. Right. <laughs> he's a that'd demon be, orc werewolf. Awesome. And here's the data. <laughs> I'm like, yes, yes, it's true. I practice witchcraft, but I only practice the good stuff. <laughs> I, I I make the push. I make the potions that make you horny and 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 are better than Viagra. Look, I want to play this game, or at least I want to look at it. <laughs> All right. I think everybody I needs it. to see it. It's crazy. I was digging in my comic book room and was just kind of going through some boxes or something, and I had these binders, and I was like, "What is all this stuff?" And I was looking, I was like, oh, wait a minute, this is the game. Like, I started flipping, like, this is the game. It still has, like, our handwriting in it. It's crazy. That's oh, man. That, that is what's up. That is Hell what's yeah. up. Was it, is it, was it any good looking back on it? Uh, It's just, I think more so than, like, I didn't really look at it as, like, playability. Like, could I, how do you, you know, but I looked at it just, like, look at the crazy amount of detail we put into this thing. It's like, this junk is pretty deep. I mean, like, I was reading a, a passage you wrote, man, and it's like, it's conversational. It's like, let us say, for instance, your orc <laughs> were to be, you know, found, finds himself in a clearing. It was just like, it's very conversational and like, <laughs> it's, it's a pretty easy read. I mean, it's, it's pretty funny, but it's cool at the same time. Ah, uh, I was so talented back then. <laughs> it, I gotta say, it's pretty, if you see it and hear your voice from that time, man, you'd be surprised. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> Oh, I still have some digital stuff from 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 that time, and I am quite surprised. I'm like, man, I wrote this shit. God damn, where's that yeah, guy? I don't have anything <laughs> digital, but I kept the hard copy, and the hard copy is crazy. It's in a red binder. It's like it's insane, man. You got to see it. <laughs> you you can run that through an OCR program and uh, scan the text. It's very good these days. Opposed, shit, you could do it with your iPhone actually. Man, I would have to take this thing to King or no, no, no. I mean, you would have to mail it to him, but like scan him a copy and then um, mail it to him, and then he could actually use his iPhone because he's an iPhone user too. Um, and they have an Apple iPhone now that you can uh, basically uh, photo to scan, and it, you can scan all of them, and it'll convert them to text. Hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, I'll send I'll send you my work address if you want to send that to me. All right, all right, that'd be cool. <laughs> that's awesome now, you guys right? made a fucking game that's great yeah we yeah. did um, now awesome. my question is what are your predictions for the rest of this year oh god uh, anybody want to start <laughs> more COVID <laughs> probably <laughs> some new variant now I hear I hear that this COVID uh, the, the, the Omicron variant right uh is it as uh, uh, virulent? Guess, fatal? No, it's more virulent, but not as fatal as the Delta variant because it 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 congregates in the in the nostrils, in the mouth, and in the esophagus, and it doesn't get into the lungs like the Delta variant and all the other previous variants. 
Well, that's that's kind of what I've heard is that it's definitely more virulent because it it overtook Delta, which was crazy in like a mm-hmm. matter of like a week or two. But it doesn't appear to be as virulent, so it doesn't appear to be as you know likely to cause serious you know illness or death. But yeah, I mean, right. still still deadly though. I mean, not you know not like it's just safe. You know what I mean? So right. let's 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 look into the future at the Star Screen variant. The Star Screen variant, right? Is it going to be as impotent? <laughs> well, I think yes, the thing if the name is mind, Scream, yes. I think the thing to keep in mind is that the longer the virus persists, then the more likely you are. I mean, you essentially select out virulent virus. You know, you select out the more virulent strains the longer it it hangs around. You know, so the longer it hangs around, the more the more likely a variant is to spread. It's going to it's going to spread. Now, the more deadly it is, you would think it would be less likely to spread because if it kills the host, then it's unlikely to spread, but it could happen. I mean, so basically we're going to, eventually the longer it hangs out, you're going to just select out the more virulent, you know, strains or the, you're going to select out, you're going to select out the strains that are more likely to spread. And you could theoretically select out a strain that's more deadly. So if you get that combination of easy to spread and deadly, that's a bad combination. So I think the whole idea is to get the junk contained so that it doesn't, you just don't keep developing this, you know, you don't keep selecting out the, the more, you know, more virulent uh, strains. Now, now I've my, played, I've played this game. To I, Ebola. Right. I've, I've played this game. Yeah, imagine, imagine, imagine if Ebola was as easy to spread, had, had it, had, had an incubation period where you didn't have any symptoms for like two weeks while you're spreading it. And then all of a sudden, bam, Ebola, you're dead. Yep. Zombie apocalypse incoming. Yep. Well, I have a friend who's an infectious. He was a tropical medicine infectious disease uh, guy, and he was saying that um, you know all his friends in Africa and abroad, you know, who study you know viruses and stuff like that. He said when Ebola broke out, they were all like looking into it, you know, not really you know knowing what it was or what was going on. You know, if they were investigating it, he said all those guys are dead. I mean, like they all died. I mean, they all ended up catching it at one point or another and died. I mean, so it's it was particularly deadly as opposed to, uh, you know, COVID. But I think the longer it hangs out, the more likely you are to select out that deadly variant. I think once that happens, and you know, junk gets real, like quickly, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, well two things on here. So one, um, I was listening to Star Talk with uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. And um, one of his uh, schoolmates has actually cured or created a vaccine for Ebola. Hmm. By did, he using- use, did he use mRNA? No, he used used mice. So um, it was basically on some um, what do you call that shit? Uh, um, I am legend shit. So right. mm. you know how we have uh, people um, who are uh, immune to uh, let's say HIV and AIDS, right? Naturally, yes. From one or two things, they either are born without a particular receptor, so the the virus doesn't have anything to hold on to. Or they have some magic antibody, one or the other, right? Or they're right. Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, the, you know, they're like one in a million or one in 200,000 or some shit like that, right? So um, he applied it to mice. So he genetically created some mice that have an identical immune system to humans, um, infect like 10,000 of them with whatever disease, sees which one... Um, which ones uh, create have a natural immunity to it and then sucks out the antibodies, purify it, do whatever, 
and then injected in a human. So far, he claims that um, they have a, a vaccine for Ebola. They have, um, they even made a vaccine to um, cure uh, cat allergies. So um, I might get fixed in a few years from now. Um, so they infected mice with, with uh, allergies to cats, picked out the one that defeated it and did the thing. And now they're giving, you know, I think they're in pre-trials where they're giving it to people and seeing that they're no longer allergic to uh, cats. So, it, 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 you know, his methodology can, can probably be a cure for a lot of disease coming forward. I, t- I taught him that. Yeah. They say the only reason why they can't do it to humans is because you would have to extract so much shit. You would actually have to kill the person to get everything that you needed versus doing a rat. It wouldn't be a problem. Yeah. Kill the rat. <laughs> yeah, kill the rat. Um, yeah. So, so that, that was, that was one. So I'm like, he's also working on something for um, COVID. He's also working on the COVID vaccine through the well, same process. If I had a prediction for 2022, I would say that it's probably gonna be a lot more COVID. Um, I think we'll probably see income uh, inequality probably uh, probably really uh, rear its head again. It'll probably increase. And um, probably some political, if not civil turmoil based on how divided we are. I mean, I think those are probably the three things that I would expect to see. But I will say, I, I do expect COVID to fizzle out at some point. I just don't know if it's gonna happen in 2022, but hopefully it will. Yeah, I'm thinking 2025. Well, the Spanish flu uh, took about two and a half years to fizzle out. I hope it happens soon, man, because I don't think people really realize like how we're kind of teetering on the edge. Like when they talk about having surges and stuff, a lot of places, man, their hospitals are full to capacity and there's nowhere for anybody to go. And I experienced that during the last surge last January and February. I mean, it was like, we had people who were dying and there was nowhere you could send them. So it's like, basically there's nowhere we can send you to receive like expert care. You basically just have to stay here where you're probably going to die. I mean, it was just like, there's nothing we can do. There's nowhere to send anybody because the hospitals everywhere are full. Now here's, here's a, here's a question I did want to ask. It it occurred to me uh, a while, uh, a few, a few ago. Um, Like we got the people that are dying from, from COVID and shit, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. What's the, what's the increase of people dying from other shit? Like, you know, for not getting like routine surgeries that they need, like appendectomies and gallbladder removals and, you know, stuff like that. I don't think there's very much death in that regard, because I think that kind of stuff, emergency stuff you're still doing, you're not doing elective stuff. So that means that there's a bunch of people sitting at home waiting to get their knees replaced or get their hips replaced or get their, you know, whatever done that they can't get it done because there's no availability to do it because all we can do is emergency stuff. You know what I mean? And so I think that's what happens. And it's also just, it's a, it's just a, not really a supply chain, but really a capacity issue in the sense that once the system gets overwhelmed to a certain degree, then it becomes ineffective to where you can't really help anybody because you can't really, you don't have the staff or the ability to provide care for anybody adequately. So then you just kind of provide inadequate care to everybody. And so I think that's kind of, you know, I just don't think people really appreciate that. I mean, people are like, well, I feel fine. It's like, okay, but your hospital's full. So if you're not fine, where are you going to go? Because there's nowhere to go. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. My prediction is uh, more, yeah, more of the same. I think, um, you know, the economy is probably going to get better because we're not going to get locked down again. 
but the by the economy been... by the economy now do you mean the stock market or at people's actual fucking paychecks i mean i mean commerce let's say that like okay. commerce is going to continue they're not going to shut we're not going to do any lockdowns because we don't want to prevent commerce you know what I'm saying? right right we want to keep keep the cash flowing if we get a lockdown then there ain't no money flowing and that's a problem right so because of that, we're going to have more surges, more outbreaks, more variants, uh, more death and dismay. Uh, the, these uh, On the political side, I think we're going to get so much bullshit from um, the, this, I don't, I don't even know what to call them, um, the, these cons- conservative uh, traders, traders motherfuckers. Right. When when uh, they start climbing up the, the climbing up the, the the pole for for the leadership, that's where I don't know what's going to happen. I think some people might get locked up, um, some don't. And when that comes, I think there'll probably be a few more attempts at some violence by this group. Probably failed attempts at violence, but attempts right. at violence. You know, if it right. goes away, I think. Um, yeah, and that's about it. Those are the two major things. On top of the fact that I think we still have Russians and the Chinese at play on the internet, stoking these fires. You know, right? Um, I don't. I don't know. Uh, I think the relationship between the black community and the uh, Democratic Party is going to shrink even more, which is oh wow, going to be a problem because you know we 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 have a list of shit that we wanted, and we voted for a nigga to get in there and you know under the promise that they were gonna you know do right by us and so far they have not you know like well i don't know man as i've said before i don't think i mean i look at it a little bit differently i mean i agree with you in the sense that no i'm just saying i'm just saying this is the sentiment of people yeah people who, who, who voted expecting something right no i agree when i would when they come through with the with the uh, the the all this money for the anti Asian hate law, and then some more money for these uh, uh, what do you call those folks uh, the guys from Afghanistan, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's like the refugees. Yeah, the refugees. Like you find the money for all this other shit, but not for the people who got you in office. Well, no, uh, I agree. I would like to. I mean, I I agree. And and people are getting getting apathetic about it. Um, You know, I've seen a lot of channels, even people, channels that support the Democratic Party. um, Even their questions like, hey, y'all got to get right. But I'm like, I I think it's too late for y'all to get right. Unless you you cut me a check, we won't be voting for you next season. Well, no, I agree with that sentiment. I guess the thing, though, is I think about it and I'm like, I think if, I think I look at it differently in the sense that my calculus is you got to look at the lesser of two evils. I mean, I will not say that either party is evil, but I do think that the Republican Party in this day and age terrifies me. Like just the whole idea of them being in control is like frightening to me. Um, I remember mm-hmm. when, when Trump was in office, man, it was like the dark ages, man. I mean, it was just, I was like just just depressed. I mean, it was just crazy. It, it just, I, I think I stopped listening to the radio for the whole year, the whole four years he was in office. I just didn't even listen to the radio because I just didn't even, it was just like terrifying. And so well, my thing well, is that even though Democrats might not be inspiring, I can at least sleep at night with 
you know, with knowing that there is some basic rule of law and that we're going to try and play by the rules and that kind of stuff. With Trump, it's like, dude, it was insane. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Democrats don't lie and cheat and steal and do all the same stuff. But Trump was on a whole different level. His was just well, like, well, well I, I think I think where, where it goes is that uh, uh, the contingency is tired of being lied to and manipulated, right? Yeah. So I pref- they prefer at a certain degree to fuck with the demon who's being straight up. Like, I know this nigga don't mean me no good, but at least I know he means me no good. So I'm not walking around with a false sense of safety or, or allegiance to something that doesn't really have my benefit um well but if you look but think of it this way though right presidents usually in four years there's not a whole lot you can accomplish because it's just four years and so it's not even a presidency it's the it's the party and it's in its whole like yeah you know what i'm saying like they've said things okay i give you i give you a perfect example right um there was some dude in the midwest or 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 the mid-south uh forgot what his name i think it was doug jones yeah doug jones um, that was running against a Republican. These uh, a, a group of black women did a bunch of promotion, got the black vote out. This motherfucker got um, got elected. Got elected on some promises. The first thing he did was go and vote for a bill that we didn't want um, because of whatever. Like he just starts siding with the Republicans as soon as he got in fucking office. Like it was like an immediate turnaround. It was like the biggest fucking story of how black people can galvanize and get somebody elected. And then the you know, he made all these promises. And as soon as he got in and got elected, he went and sided on a bill with the fucking uh, conservatives that we didn't want passed. Well, but here's the thing: is what I'm trying to say is that when a party is in power in four years, which is the term of a presidency, mm. a lot of th- you might have one big legislative accomplishment, maybe two. You know what I mean? That's about all you can accomplish. And then other stuff, you can set it in motion, but you probably need another four years to really see it through if you can. But I'm saying for Trump, in four years, this dude has drastically and dramatically changed the makeup of our court system. He has locked the Supreme Court into a conservative mode for the next generation. Like, you know, my kids might see a different Supreme Court, but I mean, he's 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 stacked the deck. I mean, he's he's ruined our international relationships with our allies. I mean, you know, he's created a situation that has lasting effects in four years. I mean, this dude has done damage that's almost irreparable in some in, in some respects, and is and is is going to change things for years to come. I mean, with the conservative Supreme Court, he's changed the landscape for years, for generations. I mean, we're looking at the next twenty years before you're going to see they're possibly being a, a, a evenly divided court or even a, a, a liberal court. I mean, so I'm just saying that look at what this dude accomplished in four years. I mean, it's, he has a last, his fingerprints are going to be on our democracy for the foreseeable future. Probably your, my kids might see something different, but I probably won't. No, true. But, you know, I'm saying you have to, you can't keep expecting a populist to stand up for you and, not get what you want out or at least feel like you're doing a solid attempt at trying to get them what they're asking for you know it's it's all an exchange you know what i'm saying um and and, we need another party i mean basically we need need options is what it boils down to yeah basically you know what i'm saying but but i'm saying the way they're, they're doing this uh right now we're always the last in line and we're always outside when the when the party closes you know, when last call happens, we're still outside in line. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, um, I, I don't, I don't really think um, that shit's gonna go down right uh, next election. No matter who who they run, you know what I'm saying? I think, I think a lot, a lot of people are just gonna sit out. You're talking about the presidential election? Um, I'm talking about any election. Gotcha. Like the you one that started yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, any election that 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 um requires the black vote mm. might not get it. I mean, you might you might get like the mayoral elections because that's more more direct local, local local shit. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So you 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 can you can run locally and not necessarily be a part of any uh, party. You could just be like, hey, I'm Joe Blow running for mayor. You know me, whatever, right? But when it comes to um, you know national election shit um, or like governorships and uh, anything where you have to uh, lean heavy on your party. Um, Black people are going to be sitting the shit out. Like you already, they already ran the big bad wolf ticket. Uh, you know, we got to got to vote vote for this dude to get Trump out of office or whatever. And you know, people weren't really satisfied with what they got from Obama. They're not satisfied at all with what they're getting from Crazy Joe. Well, they better um, not. They better not run Joe Biden again because he's definitely going to lose. Yeah, you're right. You know what I'm you're right. Um, nobody's that that impressed or happy about Kamala Harris at all. Um, you know, herself a disservice by taking the vice presidency. I think. I think if she was smart, she would have just said, "No, nope, I'm gonna pass on the vice presidency." They they needed they need they wanted the they needed the black vote and they need the woman vote. So she, yeah, but she, she's gonna she's probably she gonna run twenty four, and I think she's just she, kind of got herself. She can't win. One, she sounds like she's drunk. Um, <laughs> even when she's not. Uh, two, she couldn't even get her campaign off the ground when she was running for president. She left well, because she couldn't get enough fucking money. I think she's intelligent and I think she's capable. I just don't think her. I think her retail politics are poor. I think she's. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying she. Not nothing to do with who she is or how bright she is or whatever. It's just you ain't the one. The same shit with Hillary Clinton. You're not the well, one. Well, I think Hillary Clinton was a little bit different. I mean, I think she could have been the one. I think she was so dishonest and deceptive that she proved that she should not have been the one. But I think that she Look, was man, she, she ran twice and lost. That's because she wasn't the one. I think she was, <laughs> she, was capable, she was capable of being the one. I think that the second time when she lost, I think she, that was she, that was her own demise. I think she orchestrated her own demise and her second loss. So I think that was her election. To lose. Well, well, I'm saying this is not a capabilities test, right? In, in the sense of can you do the job or not? This is can you um, convince people that you are the one? She cannot. She's been the two her whole life. So what think- makes you think you're going to be the one? That's like Scottie Pippen saying he could be Jordan. Nigga, you didn't get no rings without me. Well, no, but <laughs> you the two. Think, no, but I think what I'm trying to say is that when she ran against Trump, I think that it was hers to lose. I think she she has, I think it's like uh, it's a fatal flaw. I mean, I think she is flawed in such a way that it prevented her from winning, but it's her own fault. Not that yeah. she's not. She just, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not saying the reasons. I'm just saying it is what it is. Like she, she's, she's the two, not the one. And, Basically, and at the end of the day, it is what, what it is. is. Um, <laughs> you know, and I don't, I don't see anybody, you know, pushing to the forefront right now. You know, well, I think Hillary Clinton's problem was she was in love. I think she was in love with the power, not the service. You know what yeah. I mean? Like 
I want the power. That's why not, she ain't the one. Yeah, like I want the power, but I'm not. I don't. I'm not. I'm not dr- driven by the desire to serve. I'm driven by the desire to to lead to to be in control. Yeah, her issue. She she didn't have have enough personality. That that's. Uh, I think it's more like vanity. Well, I'm saying like just talking to her, she, you, every everything felt and looked political. It never felt like authentic. You like she she didn't have uh, uh, a a. I'm going to um, go on a talk show and play the saxophone and chill out with black people. She got. I went on the Breakfast Club and pulled hot sauce out of my bag. Right. Yeah. She also did some pander, You know what I'm saying? She also so, oh, laughed I hate that on kind air. Of shit. She also yeah. laughed on air when they made a joke to her about her killing Jeffrey Epstein. Oh wow! Oh. <laughs> you know. So yeah, you ain't the one, Hillary. Yeah. Well, so. but she. So she went to the Democratic convention and she didn't even address like the fact that she had stacked the deck in her favor and it, you know, backdoor, you know, cornhole, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders, yeah. Mm-hmm. But she just got up and accepted the nomination like like everything was all good. I, I mean, I remember watching it and thinking to myself, how can you possibly get up there and not address the elephant in the room? Like there's people literally in the audience booing you. Like, so my thought was that why don't you just address it and get the junk out there and talk about it so that you know you might sway some hearts and minds but she just kind of went on like it didn't even happen and i was like no nah, that's not that's not good <laughs> yeah uncle bernie would have been great but you know there's just no way he was uh they weren't they, they were gonna put him up like that yeah no. i think he scared a lot of people i mean i mean look 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 at what's happening right now with joe manchin mm-hmm. like this is the telltale sign of the democratic party Motherfuckers can't stay on code. Right. Well, you know look at saying? where it's coming from, though. He's in Virginia, so well, you know, well, I, I watched I watched the thing, and basically this this motherfucker has money and ties to coal and mm-hmm. uh fossil fuels, and basically he's just you know turned his nose up at it because it's gonna fuck up that money. And he's making any excuse he can uh for it not to uh interfere. Like if they strip out all the rules that that are gonna fuck over the uh, fossil fuel industry. He'll be mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I'll vote for it," but because like his son isn't, his son runs some kind of company that he partially owns or some shit like that that deals with uh, fossil fuels in some capacity, um, and he gets a lot of money from those companies also. But yeah, but I'm like, what's what's the punishment for for doing this? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> No, if you tried to run a challenger against Joe Manchin, I mean, more than likely, you could, you could, let's say you defeat him in a Democratic primary. I mean, is you might not win the state, though. You might turn this Democratic seat or quote unquote Democratic seat into a Republican seat because you could, you could easily run a Republican challenger against him and you could lose. So mm. my thing is, you know, you have to ask yourself if you do try to take action against Joe Manchin, are you then just going to flip this Democratic seat into a Republican seat? I mean, yeah. you know. So well, I'm, saying, of, I'm saying like what do you do do you kick them out of the party because this this is like you know as far as party party rules are this is fucking treasonous like everybody's well, on board with this and you're going to be the one fucking hold out like fuck you well but they but no he he mentioned that he specifically addressed that he said if they want me if they want me out of the party he said fine i'll, I'll leave the party but then what then you're going to have him voting on the republican side i mean like you know what i mean like he so, already is 
well on this so, like it, you know what i'm saying like well what's the use of of uh staying married if you're gonna have a side chick and not fuck your wife just go over there just go to the my argument house, my argument would be though a lot of people do it <laughs> I, I mean that's true i'm saying like once everything is found out like you know dad got a got a family a, a around the block too like just go over there nigga setting up franchises like well, <laughs> well, why 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 pretend and be miserable Right. Well, and saying, pretend to be miserable and still give you the opportunity to sabotage whatever we're trying to get going. Well, I mean, yeah. you could kick him out and then you could, I mean, basically you could give up. I mean, you're essentially giving up a seat. I mean, so I think the whole idea is that he's in the, he's got the strong hand because you have to contend with me if you want to get anything that you want. You have to. So I, I get where he's coming from. He's got the strong hand. I mean, you could you can kick me out, and then now you now you don't have the majority. You know what I mean? But I'm saying he's he's ultimately a fucking Republican. Uh, so you got it. Do you really have a seat, or do they have a seat? Well, I mean, I think it right? depends on at it. I mean, you can you can look at it that way, but you can also say. You know, hey, we got a one seat majority. So yeah, kick him out. Okay, now we he, now he, we got a I, I mean got a deficit. I mean, the majority doesn't mean anything if yeah. at the end of the day he's gonna vote with the other side. Yeah, if, if that 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 is true. Like if you're gonna if you're already gonna be voting for the other side, you I mean your one seat deficit's already a two seat deficit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but they got a two seat deficit as it is right now. That pretty much. Yeah, but it looks like it become. It looks like you lose either way. Is what I'm saying is that you could That's try the to think. Like if you're in a lose lose situation, just cut the fucking hand off. <laughs> Sorry, guys, you gotta go. Yeah, no shit. I mean, I've been watching The Punisher. All right, I'm right and I gotta ahead. tell you, I gotta tell you, I'm like, oh, this guy, ain't, this guy ain't playing. Fuck him. Bam. Oh god, I'm ambidextrous. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. Is either you with me or you against me, Team Money? Okay, well, all right. Am I my brother's keeper? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, when it comes to politics, there is no brother's keepers. It's every man for himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah, okay. but no, nah, Kamala, Kamala can't win. Hope she doesn't fucking run. Uh, I don't, I don't honestly know who in the Democratic Party can, you know, uh, rally rally the troops together because there really isn't anybody who's, you know, all that I know fucking someone. exciting. I know someone. I want to hear this. Tulsi um, Gabbard? America's homeboy. <laughs> not, when I, not when I release uh, the Maelstrom papers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, here's... <laughs> Them be fighting words. I'm, I'm going to release it, too. I'm going to release it, too, on Joe Rogan. I'm like, Joe, I got exclusive <laughs> for you. <laughs> well, here's, here's, a, here's the thing about America's homeboy. You got to know. is America's homeboy is a registered Republican. So I would not run on the Democratic ticket. I would run on the Republican ticket. <laughs> and, oh, about that. and as a Republican, I'm sure to win. <laughs> well, well, you there know, you a, go. Scary thought, though, a scary thought, though, is that, you know, I think about Colin Powell, and I think that part of the reason why he was a Republican was because I think he, uh, I think he subscribed to the traditional Republican values, you know what I mean? Like small, limited government, uh, strong military, you know, fiscal financial responsibility, that type of thing. But I think part of the reason why he was a Republican was because I, I think he wanted to give African-Americans an alternative 
to just blind allegiance to the Democratic Party. I think he was trying to make it such that you could look at the Republican Party as a as a viable option that they could have your values and interests at heart. And so I think that's part of the reason why he was Republican is to is to kind of create that situation. And so one thing I think about is that if you had a, um, you know, like a, I don't know what the appropriate term is, Hispanic, Latinx, you know, whatever, you know, Latin American, you know, candidate who was Republican, who was halfway reasonable, you know, they could probably get a lot of support from, you know, the Latin community. I mean, like a lot. I mean, if they could moderate the racism and bigotry and all that kind of stuff and just say, hey, I'm the reasonable, you know, level-headed alternative, I think that that would probably, they would probably get a lot of support. I mean, look I, at Florida. I already got, I already got my, my slogan. We are one. And my platform is, I ain't promising none of y'all shit. <laughs> there you go. Promises, promises. America's right. 2024. Yeah, exactly. If I don't, if I don't promise shit, I set the standard low. And anything I do give is going to be looked at like, man, this dude did fucking right by us. <laughs> well, I, I think you're right about the Latino party. Like, they're split, right? So... There are there are Latinos that are that are or you know Americans that have been here for a generation or two. I bet you they, anything. If if you had a Latino pre, if you had a Latino candidate, they'll start getting all these uh, illegal immigrants. Um, what you might call it? Uh, uh, documented so that they could actually vote for the Republican Party. Um, <laughs> well, what I'm saying is, I, you, I look at it as the, Cubans. Everybody else. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> No, no, but that, that's the thing. Because the Puerto Ricans don't count, right? <laughs> well, no, I'm saying, like, no, I'm saying, like, I think, I think when you look at, like, you say, like, Guatemalan Americans, you know, El Salvadorans, Mexicans, right. you know, I think that those groups of people don't necessarily think, like, I don't think people from Guatemala look at, like, El Salvadorans and say, my brother. I think they look at it like, you're El Salvadoran, I'm Guatemalan. Yeah, that's you know true. I mean? But Cubans are way on the other side. I mean, they're like, hey, we don't identify with any of you guys. That's true. Neither do the Puerto Ricans. The Puerto yeah. Ricans and the Cubans don't like each other. Yeah. I mean, so I but, they, but they're Caribbean. There's Cubans and there's everybody else. Yeah. But but no, but but here's the deal. With um, demographically, because of the, um, what do you call it? The, the family values bullshit. Um, in general, they appeal to the Latino community on a religious basis, right? Because they're always yeah. pumping the, the church shit. True, um, but I think politically, they're very different than other communities. No, like, no, I mean, no, I mean, they're different because they have a little bit of everything in it. You know, I've watched, watched little documentaries about it because you have like the natives, you have the Afro-Latinos, you got the Latinos, you got the ones that are white, you got the ones that are black, you got the ones that are native, you got the ones that are mixed of something. And they all have different political views. So the fact that they can come over here um, and basically blend in, you know, like, hey, if you change your last name a little bit and you can speak good English, you could just slide right into white society with ease, right? Well, I think the thing and, that... The, 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 the ones that identify with the struggles of the natives, the Blacks, um, and those who are crossing the border illegally tend to side on the democratic side and the ones that don't tend to sit on the the republican side you know well, i used to have have a, a classmate who no longer i mean she kind of vanished off of the social medias 
but we were talking and she was like, why don't they come over here the right way? Like my family did, you know, but her family had money, you know, they owned a store and shit like that. So they were better off where they were, but I think they were coming from Honduras or something like that. Well, um, but I think, that, I think that, I think that basically Cuban Americans tend to lean, you know, heavily Republican. And then I think you got Republicans else. helped them out when, when yes. Castro kicked them out. So they're just, stuck on that because that group saved us kind of thing. yeah but i think the problem though is that i think democrats lump latin americans like they're like this uniform group and i'm like dude hondurans and guatemalans i don't think they look at each other like my brother i think they're they like don't, they, don't, they don't look at each other like my brother but they do have the same interest which is immigration and True. so like so this is where i feel the republican party falls off because they they've used the lie about the immigrant to galvanize white voters so often to when they like even when when just bush came in with the uh the worker visa or or, or or whatever some kind of worker policy where they can cross the border to do the work and go back home uh the bringing uh, back the bracero program yeah, yeah. the the white folks the got mad at that too so there was a program back in the uh, 50s 60s and 70s where uh, the United States allowed immigrants from Mexico to get a temporary work visa to come into the United States so they can pick all of our fruits and vegetables. And mm-hmm. then when their visa ran out, they would go back to Mexico where they came from and uh, they would, and they would Guess be like a yearly application. Yeah. Okay. Which, which by the way, we need because white people and uh, just Americans in general can't work those fields. It's, that labor is too intensive for them. After yeah, about a week, to, I mean, after about a week, they, they fucking quit. Yeah. Yeah, you you have you have to be raised doing that work in order to do it. Yeah. You're not gonna you're not gonna be an adult and start working on a farm and be acclimated to that shit at all. Yep. Oh yeah, no, these Americans are just too damn soft to be doing yeah. that kind of backbreaking. You weren't working in pennies. the fields as a as a teen. You're not gonna be working in the fields as as an adult. That's just yeah, that's soft. Yeah. Well, especially when you see you, you know, the people that you grew up with, you know, making more money than you at McDonald's. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that that's where I think they they're that's why they don't get as much of the Latino vote as the Democrat Democratic Party was. You know, they they were the ones who put up one eighty seven, right in California. Um, you know, they're constantly making rules against people who look like them. Yeah. You know? So. Well, this. What about like a uh, Beto O'Rourke in Texas? Well, he he's a Democrat though. Yeah, I'm saying like, I, you know, he, he could, almost won. He could potentially be a good a good uh, candidate because well, if he could flip Texas blue, being from Texas, like being you know representing Texas, then he could theoretically change the map. Because if Texas were in play, then you wouldn't have to worry about, you could lose like Ohio or Pennsylvania or something like that if you had Texas in play. Because Texas has never been in play. He, but if in my in play, book, he, pause, he pauses when, um, when, he, when he's challenged, he chokes. He's, uh, he's running for governor, so we'll, we'll see. Yeah, so I, I, I don't think, he, I don't think he's that, um, I don't think that's... Uh, I don't think he has the charisma necessary to be. Do you know how many people from California moved to Texas that were Democrats? Yeah. How many? A lot. A lot. I'm not saying, I'm not saying. Do you think, do you think those Californians actually want to live in a state like Texas without changing it? 
Well, but I mean, Texas has what? Do they have uh, do they have like a state income tax and uh, you know property taxes and all that stuff? The cost of living is so much lower in Texas. That's probably why. Well, the thing in Texas is uh, even though they don't have a state tax, their property taxes are up are, are like enormous. That's how That's Texas true. makes money. Texas makes money through other means, like they they tax shit, they tax other shit, so that they can't, so they don't have to have an income tax. So I mean, uh, te- Texas has taxes. They have taxes. Mm-hmm. It's not a tax-free fucking state like they like to call themselves. Hell no. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. Yeah, they gonna yeah. get their money, just not from you know where yeah. you expect it. Yeah, but but like I'm saying, when 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 immigration is the issue, that's where uh, the Republicans lose because they they need to they need to run the immigration route to gal you know to galvanize the white voter, you know, just well, the homeboy, homeboy, they're stealing your you jobs, know? they're coming in here with crime, they're bringing in rapists, that, that, that's their whole shebang, right? So they can't be, oh, we care about immigrants, let's get you in, and simultaneously telling white people the opposite to get them <laughs> to vote. And that's where they fail all the time. Like so the, Democrat, the Democratic rule is always, hey, DACA, okay, guest worker program, okay. Uh, crossing the border illegally okay you know what i'm saying right so whether you know whether they're sending people back or not their messaging is like come on in and so right. if you're if you're a latino who, who who empathizes with those people or you're related to those people or you're one of those people um you're more likely to vote democratic when those issues are at play than a republican who who's basically like now nah, we we're trying to get you up out of here all right, so here's the thing, right? Uh, as a result, tax revenue per capita in California was 7,326 per resident, compared to 4,709 in Texas. The researchers say this difference is entirely explained by income taxes. On the other hand, property tax revenue in Texas is higher than in California. Mm. Yeah, that's because California is already high. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know the cost of the house here is high. I don't know the property tax. That's uh, high. I mean, my my uh, mom, her property taxes are they're higher than mine, and you know, my house is is bigger than hers. Hmm. Dang. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, what what did did you do it in percentages? Um, no, I didn't do it in percentages, but like compared to like what percentage of the cost of the home. Uh, well like so like so for instance so her property tax is higher than mine but my house is valued you know significantly more than hers and it's twice the size of her it's more than twice the size of her. it's like two and a half times the size of hers and it sits on like three times as much land mm. so for her to be paying more is kind of cra- like and for her to be paying more than me is kind of crazy for a house that's worth less worth less you know what that I mean? was a hell of a yeah. flex just now dr Mahan. i just want to say well no i'm just i mean no i'm just saying i'm just it's kidding i'm crazy. just kidding <laughs> look no, I mean, doc, doc, dr manhattan owns more than one property dr manhattan <laughs> balling okay well, no, I, just, I know that's what i'm saying like told me like what she paid in taxes i was like that's insane like i was like that's crazy like you paying more to me like I'm, a, I, I'm just I'm trying a, to get where you at, man. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, mil, I'm a millionaire over here. Doctor Manhattan is like, you know, close, close to millionaire, thousandaire that we know. Right. Well, 
you know what's funny or what i'll say about that is that i was listening to a podcast recently where it's kind of like um it's kind of like survivor's guilt i guess i would say but not really survivor's guilt sort of i forget what it's called it's, it's, it's like, like survivor's uh, guilt i know there's a yeah. guilt where it's kind of like you feel kind of i think if as a person of color being successful it feels kind of weird to be in this kind of rare space where you're like wow i'm kind of like out here you know by myself it just feels kind of weird um it's it's you kind of feel like you don't deserve it even though you might have earned it so it's oh, kind of like uh, that's it, called kind of, that's, that's called the um uh, uh imposter syndrome imposter syndrome yeah. yes yes that that is very real i mean I, I, I that is a very real thing i've talked to several people that are like yeah i kind of feel like that like you know you, you know it's kind of like this not like something you're like oh my god i can't you know i shouldn't do this that or the other but it's like a nagging thing that's just kind of in the back of your mind that won't go away you know and it's like a persistent thing that just kind of keeps cropping up no matter how much you understand about it or anything like that so that's been kind of weird i will say that i have a question for you yeah. Have you heard have you heard my stand up special? Um I have not. I didn't know you did a stand up special. I uh, uh oh so you clearly don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I got a I remember I got a I got an email a while back that you were starting the podcast. I remember it was on Facebook and I was like, oh that's cool. But no, I have not actually listened to the podcast until okay. until I was invited to be on the podcast. Sweetness. We take whatever we can get. <laughs> I don't judge. But when you get the chance, uh it's between episode 80 and 81. Listen to my stand-up special. Uh and then uh, spread it like crack. Okay. Fair enough. Or or I should say uh spread it like uh like the uh, Rona. Like fentanyl. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Like fentanyl. Uh, uh, um are we closing out or y'all got predictions? Oh, uh, Chino? Uh, I predict that aliens are going to come Independence Day style. And uh, Will Smith is in, well, not Will Smith. Jesus will save us, uh, Will Smith style. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, as opposed to Will Smith saving us, Jesus style. Yes. That's right. Yes. That's right. Um, no, as far as predictions, um, I think that the Rona is going to be here still. I'm not exactly sure if it's going to fizzle out or, you know, this is just going to be like the new normal um, because people are on their fuck shit, you know? So um, they just, I don't know. Uh, politically, uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not qualified i think to make a prediction uh as far as you know what's going to happen because I, I i i try to stay away from it as far as i can because i have this this uh thing that i tell myself that that po those politics aren't going to affect me even though it clearly it very clearly does i just don't you know i i don't like uh thinking that way um but uh that's as far as predictions that's, that's really all i got i think that you know um, this whole coronavirus plague pandemic bullshit is uh, is like the new normal. So, you know, um, it'll be here throughout the next year. So, and that's really uh, all I got. I think that uh, Trump is going to end up in jail for some 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 fuck shit that he's he's done, 
If New York doesn't get him for tax fraud, uh, Georgia's going to get him for trying to uh, trying to alter an election. If the January 6th committee doesn't uh, come up with enough charges for conspiracy to sedition, uh, and then the what is it? Uh, then the Department of Justice will have to step in and and charge him with that shit. Um, on top of all of the evidence, all of the other evidence that they've gathered from the quote unquote January 6th protesters, right? Uh, sooner or later, this motherfucker is going to fall, hopefully before the 2022 uh, midterm elections, because if that happens, then that whole fucking thing is just going to get shut down. Now, if he does end up in prison, uh, the Republican Party and Fox News will probably try and spin it as putting him as a political prisoner. If and only if he hasn't fallen out of favor any further than he already has, because once once his ass just falls out, the entire party is going to get neutered because there's infighting already between the QAnoners and and the MAGA crowd. And once you have once once you have division within the party itself, right? And there's no one to really rally behind. You lose a significant amount of uh, cachet and bona fides, right? So you're going to end up having a QAnon candidate versus a MAGA candidate, and that's enough for the Democratic Party to get its all its loose as loose as shit fuck shit together, just enough to probably eke out another victory. Oh yes. Like if, if the Democrats are smart, they be they'll keep sowing dissension in those ranks. Because that's the only smart. way they win. That's the only way they win. Yeah. My own my hope, my hope for the new year is that some Republican out there, me, brings back the bull <laughs> brings back the bull moose party a la Teddy Roosevelt. By that you mean get shot while making a speech and get up and continue that is correct but right, i'm gonna be like smart it. i'm gonna be smart and carry a bulletproof vest on me <laughs> well watch out might Make be sure you uh, those cut. uh you know those um th- those uh ammunition that uh dr manhattan was talking about earlier that's right yeah, and, that's and, Make sure you got a plate in there yeah and yeah. if and if motherfuckers if motherfuckers tell me hey you got vaxxed you're a traitor i'm like no i'm not a traitor I got vaxxed because my mama told me to, and I'm a good boy. I listen to what my mama says. <laughs> or if they yep, did try, I go to people. church twice a week, and I'm in bed by ten o'clock. That's right. <laughs> and, and 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 if I go up against Joe Biden, it'll be like my dick still works. So vote for me. And if I go up against Trump, if I go up against Trump, my dick is bigger than Trump's. So vote for me. <laughs> Because we all know it's all about the all about the dick, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And there, and there, folks, is the dick joke. Woo! We can end now. We can end now. <laughs> we haven't um, had a dick joke in, like, oh, in a while. I, I will say that um, the I have have a media update. the The show Dope Sick is uh, very worth watching. Uh, yes, we, we should we should talk about this one when, when we've all seen it. Um, I have seen it. And it's yeah. fucking amazing. I'm not even finished yet, and I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that's the one with Batman. That's the one with Batman in it. Yes. Yeah. Man, let me tell you, watching this fucking show, and 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 just like this is one of those. 
it's one of the few ones where it's one of the few shows where I've actually thought, you know what, I really want to hurt this character. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah, it's yeah, it, it's, it's unlike it's unlike the other shows that talk about dope dealing, and you kind of like empathize with the dope dealer to a degree, even though he's right. running around and shooting people. Yeah. But with this motherfucker, it's like these motherfuckers are irredeemable. For for real, yes. Not even Jesus could save these motherfuckers. Yeah. Oh wow. But like for you real. see, like these are some vile motherfuckers. Yep, I think vile is the correct word. All right, I have to check it out. It's on my it's on yeah. my radar. Man, yeah, I got to so watch. watch. I watched probably mm-hmm. half the season last night um, and fell asleep on it. Um, I, I got to check and see how many more episodes. I got to go, but uh, yeah, man, it, it was, it was, it's a doozy. Yeah. Dope sick is a dope ass show. All right. Pun intended. Right. Pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. We got any shout outs? Uh, shout out to Boba Fett, Disney plus. All oh right. yeah. That's out now. Uh, Ruger five, seven. Ruger five, seven. Uh, shout you out know. to Dr. Manhattan, you know, for um, joining us again today. Thank you. Oh, we yes. Thank that. you again. Thank you for joining us again. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, that was uh, um, like the uh, I like the back and forth. No, you know, no. When you uh, you guys put out the call and I answer, man. No, it's, it's my pleasure. Yeah. Right. Shout out to we- all the uh, demon werewolf orcs out there. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what? Yeah. If it wasn't for Dr. Manhattan, if if, if it wasn't for Dr. Manhattan, uh, I and the rest of the world wouldn't have, you know, known about this uh, RPG game that you guys made. That's right. And like, I, I, I really want to check it out. Yeah, I, yeah. I want to check. I want to check it out myself. I don't even remember <laughs> what's in it. I will. I will contest to. I was uh, that it's probably the best RPG game out because it has everything. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! And when I say everything, like... I mean everything in it. Yeah, well, like this is this is the pen ultimate uh, of RPG. Well, I tell you what, man, the world Kombat. is gonna know, man. Homeboy uh, campaign twenty twenty eight. The world's gonna know. <laughs> there you go. We'll yeah. see. Like, so I guess the way you're describing this RPG game, it's kind of like Mortal Kombat. You know, you got ninjas, you got fucking monks, you got guns and bullets and fucking, you know, no, no, no. Gods it's more like and... you, you got, you got Mortal Kombat, you got Street Fighter, you got Tekken. You got right, so it's like Nugent. from NS. Uh, no, from, from no, you, you know what? It, and they're all in one fucking game. No, you know what oh, it yeah. is. You know what it is, Chino. You know what it is. What you Mael- Maelstrom is essentially a role playing game. That's the Adventures of Chino and Homeboy. Well, there okay. you go. Now I really want to watch it or see it. Like it's like, it's like uh, when you create your character. You're like, how many eyes do you have? How many arms do you want? How many legs do you want? Hell yeah. yes, yes. Like okay. the, the you take the adventures of Chino and Homeboy, the the, the movie, the, I mean the television series that I wrote, mm-hmm. uh, and you put that into a role playing game. That's exactly what this role playing game is. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, being in the adventures of Chino and Homeboy and having read the adventures of Chino and Homeboy, I want to check this out. In fact, uh, we may retitle the RPG "The Adventures of Chino and Homeboy." <laughs> All right. And you. And you. <laughs> and you. <laughs> okay. I like that. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Shout out to all of our international listeners. Thank you. Uh, keep watching the YouTube channel. Like and subscribe. 
what is it? Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, yeah, we still haven't fucked around with the Facebook page. And as I'm pretty sure you already know, this is still not the whole zoo episode. I would oh, keep shit. Did, did, keep forgetting to mention did we, that. Did we finish off 2021 without posting the whole zoo episode? Yeah, we yeah, did. We did. We did. We did. Uh, but we will post it before uh, 2023 starts, okay? <laughs> okay. All right, the Hozu episode. Keep keep <laughs> keeping keeping your off for it. Keeping your off for it. All right. All right. right. All right. Since we got nothing else, push that until, motherfucking button. Until next time, homies. Peace. And konnichiwa, bitches. <laughs> push that motherfucking button. Hey, and what I say. The captain is a tyrant and I no longer obey. I'm sick of taking orders from the madman in command. So let's drop him on an island and leave him in the sand. Cause it's a mutiny. It's a mutiny. It's a mutiny. And now we're taking over the ship. It's a mutiny.